Welcome back to the Nuts and Bolts in Your Mouth podcast. Our guest tonight is Corey Mathern. In your mouth. Jeez. Sorry. Didn't we say that one time and now I just it sticks in my head and I have to say it that way. Yeah. We went there in like 30 seconds. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was quick. All of 30 seconds. Usually I'm not on the show till the second half. So I feel like that was part you've of the been here for, podcast. No, you've been on the first half, at least half of the episode. Well, no, I mean, it's just, might as well get it out of the bag now, right? I just feel like that's something that would be said when Greg Kenya was here during the regular Scott Pile, you know? Right. Yeah, this one is supposed to be the cleaner version. I mean, just, you know, was. Kinda. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. <laughs> well, see, I got, I got involved. You got, it, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Still blame Casey for it, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, dude, I, I'll hear, I'll be the one that hears about it. I guarantee you. <laughs> All the time. You're going to get the complaints. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody just send them to Casey Davis. It's totally Davis. okay because I handle them really well. On it's the a Facebook lot of fun. page, Casey yep. Davis is the one that handles all complaints. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. We there have, there we is have like a moderator. A small, yeah, there is a council involved. We Sometimes it agree. involves screenshotting and saying, fuck this guy. Yeah. And then we all take a vote on whether or not to get rid of him. Sounds like the Citadel of Rick. I've even made memes of said people that have reported things and we decided that might be too far. Yeah. 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 I would agree. <laughs> well, funny is the most of the time the decisions are unanimous. Yeah. It is. Yeah. There's never a split. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty obvious fuck <laughs> yep. that guy. Yep. And sometimes the, the fuck that guy comes from people you might not expect it from. You're, that is you're, true. You know, we're like, no, nah, man, he's all right. No, get rid of him. <laughs> Boot right. him now. Yeah. Hey, John. We'll leave it up to your imagination who that might be. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, Eve. man. I'll say Eve since Clint's not here. Yeah. yeah. Somebody had to do it. Eve. Eve. As long as we skip the sentimental portion of the episode, maybe we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great time to thank our sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he usually gets into... Man, uh, you know, I just can't believe it. And, uh, people, we've been doing this for over a year now. Yeah. <laughs> it's come full circle. It's, come it's full just, full circle. It's just yeah. come full circle. There's no crying in the scrap pile. <laughs> well, man, really, it gives a it gives a good portrait and story of what it's like to actually hang out with some of us. Yeah. I would agree. Pretty close. It really is. A little toned back, but usually not. It's pretty close. Yeah. You get to see the roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. So, we got any uh, listener voicemails? Oh, dude. No, but I forgot to do those on our show last night. Whoops. Uh-huh. Uh, well, there's your reminder right there. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Mm. All right. No voicemails. I don't think. Is what it is. I haven't even checked. You, you, you've got a account of that. Did, did we or not? I, I don't ever look. <laughs> Clay Ricks. Again. Brutal honesty. I never looked. Yeah. I don't either. I should. I just don't. Well, I've got notifications set up, so I'm thinking maybe. I, believe it or not, like I do better with more frequency. I think we're, you know, we're spaced out a little bit on this show, so it's right. easier to kind of get off track a little bit more. Yeah, so it is. Yeah. Man, it sucks. I totally remembered I had voicemail for the other show. Dang it. Oh it was yeah. Probably, it was Who probably was Wayne Wagner? You don't I, know. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's probably Wayne We would Niger. just have to play it. Right. No, I don't know. Wayne being an editor now, I don't know. He may not have as many voicemails. Ooh, you might be right. I don't know. I, the, la- the last voicemail I heard that I laughed my ass off, I was uh, ribbit, ribbit, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was I Wayne's my wife, chair. I believe. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I fell out of my chair. I That's funny. I fell out of my chair. <laughs> I was dying. I was on the floor laughing. Yeah. My ribs hurt. 
Did we do voicemails at the pool party? Uh, I, I think we did. I can't remember. I, I think we did. Asking. Maybe there was one. I don't know. I don't, Dude, I, I that don't was remember. like so last weekend. <laughs> no, <that> yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking a beer since then. Yeah, at least one. Yeah. Oh, man. Jeez. That was a good time. Uh, I enjoyed awesome. The pool party was fun. That was awesome, man. So it by the time this good. show will come out, the other show will have come out. Oh, yeah. And so people will know what we're talking about. I think so. This one, man, I mean, I don't or know. Or does this one come out, I guess, a few days after that one? Will. Right. I'm trying to hit that third Thursday of the month is what, what we try to do. There's a lot of days, times you release them together. Mm-hmm. It's nice to know yeah. that because I didn't know that. <laughs> well, that's that's kind of been my thought. I mean, okay. that's just kind of how I do it. Whether well, we do it the first of the month, week. I usually do it. Yeah. We need to put everybody yeah. in Jason's pool, and we need to take a bunch of these and fill them full of something good <laughs> and put them onto a little timber or something and see who we can hit. <laughs> I mean, what's what's worse, game? You know what? Just right. duck underwater, right? I'll take I can one on the rocks. That no, you'll take one on the limb. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will. Oh, it's tree, yeah. I will assassinate yeah. a tree. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Casey hits the same tree three times in one crash. <laughs> oh gosh, Casey's tree trimming. Over it was. Here. It was. Pretty, that's a pretty tight needle to thread. I'm just gonna have to say it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It is. I mean, yeah. I may be lacking a little bit in pilot Listen, skill, but that was a tough situation. I will say this. Big pools make small landing strips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would totally understand that one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is a decent sized pool until you try to put a plane in it. <laughs> and then it looks like a bathtub. <laughs> yeah. It worked, though. And it was doable. Yeah. Just not easy. I, no. I wish I hadn't missed that one. I wish I like been over there. the sure over we'll the uh, garage, around the tree, <laughs> dive into the pool, and then stop before you hit the side. Yeah. Yeah. And we were doing it with a small plane, but we weren't doing it with a tiny plane. Right. You know? That's that's why that little UMX timber on floats would be perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Off of off a pool, that would be the best thing ever. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to have to get yeah. one of those. Yep. But you can't draw bombs off of a timber UMX, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We might maybe maybe you can. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. Looking at this 3D printed head that you right. got of me, I'm pretty sure you can make anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can figure it out. Let me get a coin out of my pocket and see how this. I mean, this is like it's about half the set of half the head of Jackson on a dime, half the size of the head of a Jackson dime. Is that Jeez. who's on the dime? Is I thought it, it was. Nah, I thought it was someone else, but maybe not. I could be wrong. I thought it was Herbie Hancock. Herbert Hoover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Herbie. It's definitely smaller than Lincoln yeah. on a penny. Uh, I don't know. Scale-wise, it's pretty similar to Lincoln, actually. Yeah, pretty close. Like if you were to take the shoulders off of Lincoln. Yeah, I would agree. And it is it detailed. Up. I mean, that guy's got eyebrows. Yeah, definitely smaller than George Washington. Now, Jason's so, eyesight is better than mine. I didn't see any eyebrows. <laughs> There you go. Oh, he's got a dime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the the dime doesn't have shoulders on it. Yeah, it's just the head. Yeah, it's definitely smaller than that. It's about half the size, about half the scale. (laughs) Jeez. Reminds me of something I saw on TikTok. It's like, so you know about the shocker? And it was showed this one. It's like, this is the minivan, two in the front, five in the back. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Champagne. Now we can't blame Casey. So uh, can't blame comes, me for what? When it comes to that resin printed head, I was actually asking Jason, you've never done resin printing. Do you no. know much about it? No. Uh, really, I haven't looked into resin very much at all. I, I really, man, I suggest anybody 
if you have done FDM and if you've enjoyed it, if you've liked it, if you've had fun doing it, resin is on another level. There's definitely pros and cons to resin versus FDM for for a lot of things. I mean, there's purposes for each for sure. They have their place. But if you enjoy FDM printing as a hobby, jump into the resin printing game, especially while these 2K printers are down as low as they are in price because it's 10 times easier than learning FDM. There's no no nozzle clogs. There's no feeding issues. There's no retraction settings. There's no different filament temperatures. There's none of that. And not only that, but speed is increased by tenfold because with an FDM printer, you're constantly laying each layer for each part. So if you lay three parts on the table, you lay the layer one, layer two, layer three, and then you start back to lay the second layer of each part, but you have to lay each individual part. With With a resin printer, it flashes the entire screen with every part on the plate. So in the machine I'm running, what I was going to talk to you about was the Photon Mono SE. Right. It's a 1.5 seconds exposure, meaning that each layer takes 1.5 seconds. Now, grant, okay. Okay. now, granted, imagine, yeah, an FDM printer, one layer on a part this big takes 30 seconds, 20 yeah. seconds. Imagine 1.5. Don't get me wrong. Your layer count goes to you know crazy high numbers because of the resolution, but – in all honesty, the speed when you're doing multiple parts, brackets, things like that, it's going to be incredible. So if you enjoy your FDM, your Prusa, Absolutely. go spend two or $300 on one of these 2K mono screen printers. It's a little bit messier, but, dude, <laughs> I, I, I right. couldn't, couldn't be happier with I'm making gonna that I'm going to have to decision. give it a try, man. As the guy that's ignorant to 3D printing the most at the table, uh, you've told me. But I know a lot of our listeners are asking, what's FDM? FDM deposition molding. Correct. Yeah, that's. I, I literally had to look it up two days ago, and that's what <laughs> it is. is, is, is or flu, yeah, flu, fluid. No, it's, it's, it's fused. fused yeah. yeah, fused deposition molding. It's just melting li- a, a plastic into a liquid and using that to deposit it into a shape. Right. So when I never knew about resin printers until – you come along and started doing this. Um, the only ones I had ever seen 3D printers were the FDMs. So when I think of 3D printing, I think about the ones that have the spools of filament feeding into right. a uh, cup or whatever you call it. A nozzle. Nozzle. Yeah. Heating it up. Um, a cup. You can literally think of it almost like a glue gun yeah. that's just microscopic. It's like a glue gun tip, just a really hot yeah. brass tip, but with a 0.4 millimeter opening. So it's yeah. it's like a glue gun that just constantly lays plastic layers just really fine, really, really fine. Have you ex- experienced or, uh, experimented with different size nozzles yet? Yeah, I have. In fact, there's a lot of a – lot, a lot of it was for these bombs that we're doing, um, and it was to do maybe a single layer line to reduce – Weight because yeah. you know kinetic energy hurts and breaks things. So yep. uh, if you reduce the weight, if you reduce the potential energy, the less kinetic energy it can have. So we, we thought about doing a single layer line or something like that for that purpose. And I have done all, all the way up to a one millimeter nozzle and done single layer prints. But I have definitely found more use in the hobby and the RC hobby out of point four, point six millimeter, depending yeah. on how fast I want to print it. Yeah, I've used. Uh, I've got point. I've got all the way up to point eight, but it, it, I use them more for practical stuff like brackets around the house and stuff like that. Especially if I'm using it out in the shop, something I don't care what it looks like. Right. And the the larger nozzle, you, making less passes, usually makes a stronger product in the end. Yeah. 
but it may not it look a, as appealing. It has more contact area almost. It, it makes more more contact with each other, so it seems stronger for sure. But, but uh, uh, definitely when you're trying to do, especially something like this, you know, something that has yeah. a nice smooth finish to it. Um, and what we're referring to is scale bombs that's going to be released by Legend Hobbies. Um, they're scale 500 pound and scale German bombs. Um, it's exclusive to Legend Hobby. It is exclusive to Legend. In fact, pretty much everything that I do is going to be exclusive to Legend Hobbies. Um, I'm working in partnership with him um, and with those guys to to bring them the stuff they're looking for. And and one of the things that we have found uh, when it comes to 3D printing is, and me and Clay have talked about it, but there's there's definitely a market for battery mounts and receiver mounts and things like that. But when you look at the scale world of RC, the the possibilities become endless. I mean, there, there's so much you can do with 3D printing and scale work. So, yeah, everything from turrets, guns, cockpits, pilots, yep, um, payload you know, release payload, mechanisms, yeah. bombs. Right. There's just so many things. Wheel covers, I think, was another one that Bomb I'd heard sites, about. Gun sights. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot. There's definitely a lot more than you than than I would have thought of when I started getting into this. And with Legend, he's really given me the ideas and pushed me. And that's how this all came about. Was they needed a release for the Sky Raider? So I was I was sent a wing and a pylon and said make it work. And we made it work. And it and yeah. it was able to be applied to everything else too. So. Um, you know, having the trainer out there today and dumping bombs. I, I should have had the camera rolling, my bad. We got videos we can post we, yeah, on Yeah, we got a few. And, hey, I, I've had a tremendous amount of fun doing that. Yeah. Uh, that was been one of the most fun things that we've done in RC in a, quite a while. Uh, <laughs> we were laughing like little kids in high school again, dude. It was so awesome. It was really cool to it watch those things cool. as fun. We, we the, used the an entire well. bottle of baby powder. Yeah. Just yeah. dropping them and landing, reload. But the way you got these constructed and how durable they are, I mean, we just watched this thing take a ton of abuse, and it's in good shape still. We filled one with rocks and dropped it from pretty pretty high up. Yeah. Exactly, 399 feet. Yeah, 399 feet. That's TPU but, for you, man. This stuff is tough. I mean, we we did all different types of bombing profiles from low altitude, low high speed, speed, to yeah. high high speed, <laughs> inverted <dive> bombing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what's the the loop that they did with the B thirty six? Are you uh, talking about the over the shoulder bomb delivery? Yeah, not it was a uh, forty seven. Yeah, you're right, forty seven. You're yeah. right. Yeah, the thirty six is the big six engine yeah. pusher bomber. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought they called it like the fool's loop or the idiot's loop or something <laughs> like that. Wouldn't surprise me if that's what the pilots called it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we did that a couple of times and and it was just incredible. Launches them, just launches them up, man. Yeah. Hey, that little trainer, that was a lot of fun. Just he's got three bomb releases rigged up on it, and and what's the other neat thing is like you developed, designed, developed, and printed the release mechanisms, the bombs, every bit of it. Yep, and it's stuff that that were that Legend Hobbies is selling and offering. So honestly, there's so many things that I've thought about that you could use them for. Everything from dropping an X15 off a of B52 to yep. Dropping bombs off of bird dogs or a P fifty one or drop tanks off of warbirds or so it's something he wanted to be able to put into literally anything and, and everything but yeah it's literally all designed developed and printed and and my mm-hmm. my place and I would go as far to say that if you wanted to put it on anything it would work because I mean it's just so universally designed 
It is, yeah. I mean, the wing, the low profile wing mounts are less than an inch and a half deep. So if, if your wing is more than an inch and a half cord anywhere, you can literally slap one of these things in, run a servo wire, and it just takes up one channel. And you can put multiple on one channel, harness them together, and uh, yeah, know, I would really- say it's not just for you warbird guys, man. Maybe you got a timber and you feel like being a little excessive, <laughs> or you feel, feel like you're right. Greg Kenya and you want to drop toilet paper off of a cub. Yeah, there you go. Do the drunken cub routine <laughs> right. and start throwing toilet paper rolls. No. Time for the disclaimer. Please <laughs> adhere to AMA and local laws. Speaking of that, yeah. <laughs> speaking of that, I was wondering about if we were going there. I want to. I mean, I, I don't. I don't want to hide it. I, I want. I'm talking to, to to people. I think I need to be talking to. Um. Trying right. to do it the right way, and honestly, even even if it comes down to not being approved by the AMA, it's still something that somebody can do. Greg Skinner, or somebody can do in their private property or at their private airfield, and mm-hmm. would be really really cool to have. So yeah, well, before we get into that, Greg Kenya, you got something coming your way. Oh yes, Greg, we have something for you. <laughs> Within forty eight hours of recording this, yes, you're gonna know. Wow. It. 48 hours. 48 hours. Yeah. Give me 48 hours and I will have it, it, it done. It will be the special K. It will be, it will literally be, and, and nobody else is allowed to purchase it but Greg Kenya. This will literally be an exclusive for Greg Kenya, but that's how much we like this guy. Uh, I don't think Jason's even heard about it. We talked about it at Garage Burger. Yeah, we'll, okay. we'll tell you after the show. Yeah, we, got, we, yeah, got we, got don't, we don't want to ideas. tell the world. We want yeah. Greg Kenya to tell the world. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, man. I wish we could tell Jason right now and let his reaction be Dude. on air because he's going to laugh. <laughs> he's going to be. Yeah, it's yeah. a very stiff design. <laughs> oh. It's pretty rigid. I mean, it it might. Right. It might. Uh, it might. It might crack and ooze a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, man, these freaking these bomb designs, these bomb drops. I've had more fun doing this than I've done anything in my life. And uh, I'm going to probably say that. 20 times during this episode, but Legend Hobbies has been, and, and Casey Davis too, man. Oh, dude, I Casey Davis nothing, was, was, was one of their people. Him and Legend Hobbies both encouraged me to try to make this something bigger than what I was doing. And, and we've done that. Impressive. And it's, and it's amazing. We've got, I've got plenty of orders from Legend. I've got projects working with them. Um, they're literally feeding me the ideas. I'm just trying to make the stuff they want to happen it, happen. So what I've seen is literally something that started out as like do you think i ought to get this printer like to now you have nine printers yep. and you know developing stuff that is impressive to me Just, yeah the conversation started with hey man i'm really thinking about getting a 3d printer i know yeah. you got one how bad was that and i'm like no nah, it's pretty good he's like well i'm not super good with computers and stuff it's like dude it doesn't matter take the time watch some youtube videos dude <laughs> before he got his printer Wow, you're so right, dude. Before he got his printer, he had some crazy mechanism kind of stuff, design, sending it to me going, hey, you think this will work? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know what you did. How did you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Man, I doubted myself. I've never been good with computers. That goes to show you to not doubt. That's the sentimental point of this episode. Don't doubt yourself, man, because (laughs) I thought, man, there's no way I'm going to be able to figure out Fusion and CAD software and... Oh man, this is more fun than I've ever had. Like, I, I'm, dude, it was a matter of a couple of weeks. Yeah. I literally like Corey. What do you think about this? Like, I, I think I can do that. Yeah, you messaged you know, me. And it's, said, it's just, I mean, like, forty-eight you, hours later, it's like, here, I did it. I got this. Like, I printed a sample. Yeah, yeah. Like, I figured out with Corey, all you have to do is plant the seed of curiosity. Yeah, and You're then not just wrong. let it just happen. The Greg Kenya special's the seed that's planted right yeah. now. <laughs> That, that's the uh, one that's swirling around in my brain, just trying to look for moisture to grow. Oh boy! <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, 
It's going to be fun, man. That's going to be a good one for sure. I can't wait. That's going to be that's going to be a funny one. But it's funny when you start working on something and you can't stop thinking about it. Oh yeah, no. It's, it's I go to sleep thinking about designing now and. I, I design a lot at night when my when hey, my family's asleep. asleep. Thinking about the great Kenya special. <laughs> unfortunately, I am. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to be thinking about a lot of aspects oh there. Oh boy, I've designed a lot of stuff at work. <laughs> That's a, that, that I started a whole at home. New bad idea. <laughs> and just I'll have an idea at work, and I have to stop and write it down before I forget it. Right. Yeah. Just so I remember when I get home. Okay, this is what I was looking at. And I found a way to do it. Right. I have so, ideas like that sometimes, but. I don't have a pen and paper, so I have to convince myself that that wasn't that great of an idea. <laughs> yeah. Casey Hedberg over here. Yeah. One of the reasons that we started doing the bombs was because the Sky Raider has drop tanks and all that. Um, and Chris Wolf, the RC geek, did uh, some M116, M117 Vietnam era bombs for it that are three piece uh, break apart magnetic type powder bombs. Um, and we decided to do these because the B-17 he's releasing, which I have some more info for you. You oh, were yeah. asking about motor size and everything. It's going to be designed for a 10cc to 15cc gas. So those Stinger 15ccs are going to be perfect on it. 125-inch wingspan, functional bomb bay doors. It's going to have functional turrets, movable turrets. Um, it's literally going to be decked to wow. the hills with details. Uh, he's going so far as we're 3D printing the cockpit kits. We're, okay. we're resin printing the 3D 3D printed cockpit kits. Um, we're doing Modus guns with the original B-17 gun sights that they had them mounted into. Uh, so, so there's going to be a lot of scale details coming on the B-17 from Legend that are all going to be 3D printed. Are you making crew members for the doors or the waist gunners? Yes, we are going to be making crew right. members yes. for the doors and the waist, and it's going to be that's e- going to be a cool epic one. level cool. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. I can't say no more. I was sworn to secrecy. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be freaking awesome. It's gonna be cool. But yeah, there's gonna be crew members. Um, we've already got the cockpit uh, and the yokes and the pilot uh, pilot co pilot seats, uh, guns. We've already got a, a huge chunk of it designed, done, ready. Um, so when they get here, we'll be able to stick them on with the kits. And with with the way Tomas is, uh, Tomas Wheeland at Legend. He does so much to take care of people. He throws in swag and oh, little, yeah. little bonuses. So it's just one of the things. Thank you, Thomas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just one of those things he wants to do. Like, so he's going to throw in all this just extra detail. And one of the biggest reasons I've enjoyed working with Legend, and I mean this full heartedly, is he really cares and that company really cares about preserving the history of these airplanes. Because think about it. How many people you think are going to jump out and buy a B 17 ARF like that? A 15cc B-17 ARF. It's not going to be something he's going to sell hundreds of. It's not going to be something he's going to make a killing profit on. No. It's something he wanted to do because he had a passion for that airplane. And there's not nobody that offers something that's that close to being a ready-to-fly B-17. So, well, I will say, with that being said, I think there's probably – you might be surprised with the market. And while I agree with, entirely with what you're saying, one thing that I'm saying you might be surprised is – Sometimes obscure planes like that, people do like. B-17 is arguably one of the most popular, iconic, iconic, most popular warbirds of all time. Yeah, for sure. And there's really not a good B-17 out there available outside of foamies, right? Well, this yeah, this is it. This is going to be it. Definitely not an ARF. Not an ARF, especially. Like, you're going to have to kit build it. Well, there's a lot of guys. I mean, the argument can be made all day long that kit building is just – 
not what it once was. A, not not only that, but building a P fifty one from a kit takes some time. Building a hundred and twenty five inch B seventeen, yeah, you know, that, it, that's that's time consuming. And then if you can buy one, or 20s. the thing is, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm thinking success electric, but that's me. I'm trying I'm to okay tune four that. engines to run together. Yeah, I'm out. I'm good with electric too. I think that'd be freaking cool. But here's where I'm going with it: is if you could, and one of the other challenges for just a tremendous amount of people out there is when you do build these scale planes. Like a lot of guys will scratch build an aircraft. Well, to go out and find, well, you got to find retracts that work. Functions you got to, you know, yeah. yeah, that'll work and be sized right. Trying to make them look right, all those things. You know, cockpits, guns, like the scale details, like you may want to do all that stuff, but you're going to have to hand craft it or you're going to have to go out and design it. And, you know, like a guy like me, I can't, I've never messed with fusion. So for me to buy a B-17 and say, I'm going to completely deck this thing out and make it full on detailed and I'm going to do it with 3D printer or I'm going to hand shape it out of balsa. Well, that's a lot more of a chore. Whereas if I can buy one and guys like you and Tomas have already done all the hard work of making scale bombs, making guns, cockpits, crew members and everything. And it's all sized appropriately. It looks really good and it's affordable right? and it's a one-stop shop place. Well, then that really, I think you might be surprised with how many people are like, you know what? I think I might want one of those. I think I know that he's already got a couple gone, and they're they're not even here yet. And and I'm sure that there's going to be a group, a handful of guys. It's like jet guys, you know, the guys that mm-hmm. that, that have that passion. They will go pretty quick, and especially when they have, you know, twenty of these scale powder bombs, they can dump into a functional bomb bay, you know, and do bomb bay runs and things like you, you know, bomb runs and things like that. I so. tell you what, I would love to see is like a fully loaded A one. With what do those things have? Like eight or ten I think rockets? Yeah, on the outboards. Yeah, we're yeah, working on like that four right on now. On each side, I think. I mean, dude, All a fully points. loaded A one is like a fully loaded A ten. Dirty. I mean, yeah. dude, it's loaded it down with dirty. weapons. You know, it's just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this thing is hauling a ton of armament. Yep. And if you could have all that stuff releasable or, you know, just fully detailed out, like, so that we're, would be So we're epic. working on that. And the outboard pylons are pretty thin. But if you've ever seen UMX, I won't get too deep into the design <laughs> of it. But li- using a linear servo, I think that I can make something on the outboard pylons release relatively well. Um, it can't be something too heavy, but the r- rockets. I mean, a lot of them were strapped with rockets or smaller bombs. You know, smaller, smaller ordinances. So, so for those guys that bought twenty channel power safe receivers, they're finally going to get to use those other channels. Yeah, all, yeah. all of them. They get to fill them all yep. up. We're even talking about doing a sequencer for guys that have lower radios. So you know, yeah. almost like a geared door sequencer. They can plug it in, and when they hit a button, it'll release in a time timed intervals and things like that. So, um, and they're going to be stout and sturdy like this one, man. It, every single time I ever touch that button. It yeah. just it immediately lets go from the aircraft. Where I picture a sequencer would be like a, a heavy bomber, B-17, 29, B-52. Right. You know, because like take the 52, for instance, it had uh, wing pylons in, its, in addition to its Bombay. Right. You know, and if you watch those old uh, video clips from Vietnam when they were doing the... Carpet uh, bombing. Uh, yeah, the carpet bombing, rolling thunder. I mean, dude, when they started the weapons drop, it was, what, several seconds there of just bombs oh, releasing. Just, do, 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 you know, yeah. what, probably a good 20, 30 seconds, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It, it took a little bit of time for all the weapons to 
released from the plane. They can actually change it and stretch it out or make it shorter, but yeah. Depending I mean, on how how long or large the target is. How much cool. of, how much earth you want to How much coverage, yeah. How much <laughs> coverage you want. How much do I how much do I want the paintbrush to lay here? <laughs> you know, just, Jeez. Yeah, right. Those B fifty twos were impressive, that's for sure. Going back into design, one of the things I wanted to tell you about is and and this was the going back to the whole AMA thing. Oh yeah. But I've designed one that houses a nine millimeter blank cartridge and has a, f- a loaded spring loaded firing pin on the front. So when it makes contact, it's going to actually have a lot of ways to keep it safe. It's going to be really contained and it's just a blank cartridge. Yeah. But I'm working on actually having a simulated pop with them. So I'm still trying to figure out rules and legalities and make sure it's all correct. But I, I gotta say, that's gonna be one of the coolest things ever. Would be to, I'm, I, if you didn't expect it, a crowd, you know, at, a, at an event, you know, if the AMA approves it, imagine a, you know, a bomber doing its, you know, demo and it dropping a bomb, and the crowd's like, oh, cool, and you hear this, pow! That would just, you know, the, just the, the effect would be cool to me. That startling effect. So, so I would take it even a step further, you know, with the sequencer thing. So when I first got into the hobby, um, I had a little Hobby King airplane, and I made just a tiny little bomb drop box right yeah. just a single servo with a door on it open the door dump some firecrackers in it and shut the door and i use those little snap pops snap, snap, from yeah. the firework stand but the neat thing about those is they didn't fall at the exact same rate so when Some they would hit the ground rate. it would it was like several explode you know several little pops right yeah so it was a neat effect and uh so if you had the sequencer and you had that you know you might actually get a series of pops and i think that'd be pretty cool too so oh i agree so, yeah i did the exact same thing you're talking about with my 86 inch b52 mm-hmm. down at sharks field on their asphalt runway those little snaps if you drop them from medium altitude they do the same yeah it's it's actually pretty neat it's yep. pretty pretty fun um and remind me later to to tell you what i've done in the past okay yeah 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 i know yeah i feel that one wholeheartedly so um so much off-air stuff man yeah yeah the the fun stuff but yeah yeah, man the 3d printing in this hobby is crazy just the the amount of stuff that a person can do and then you start talking about different types of materials for different purposes of the hobby you know whether it's a bomb that's going to be dropped from altitude or whether it it needs to be flexible enough to to bend and have some give or whether it needs to be completely rigid and stiff like a main spar or, you know, there's so many different applications for every type of material. And so when I first was exposed to 3d printing, it was with quads, yeah, race quads and things like that. Guys were making like little camera mounts, yep. receiver mounts, uh, different, just different things. I even seen a couple of 3d printed frames that they slapped some motors and ESCs oh, yeah. on. Yep. And you know, then the next experience I saw was Renee, uh, with his uh, Bell 407 that he won yeah. championship with, uh, he did a tremendous amount of 3D printing on that heli, and uh, you know. So then I saw the 3D printed, or I mean, sorry, the scale side of things, right? And then of course you got the the 3D guys, pretty much battery trays, receiver mounts, yep. ignition mounts, things like that. And, and that's, I mean, it, it sounds bad, but that's kind of the extent of what a 3D guy can really use because yeah, no, we're not true. scale detailing. Other than the pilots pilot, you're working yeah, on, pilot no, figure, that's yeah. that's on a whole another level, I think, too, um, with what you're working on there. Uh, I'm very excited about that. And if you watch the Facebook group, you know exactly what we're talking about. 
But uh, your pilot figure looks more like you than you look like you. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm just a dude, right. just as a dude yeah. playing another dude. <laughs> so, but with the scale world, like you and I have talked many, many times over the phone, the scale world I think is really the the market. Yeah. And, and you know, and then the other thing I've even seen is uh, Matt Sibex doing a lot of 3D printed uh, stuff, cases. charge charge cases yeah. and stuff like that. So there's so, so many avenues, you know, and um, to, to throw Matt Sybeck under the bus, he called me, I think it was yesterday, and he said, you know, if a person wanted to get into resin printing, what, what would they do? And I called him and said, man, if you're even thinking about it, I said the same thing, man, do it. I said, don't don't think about it. Just go and order it, especially with the discounts that you can get through Amazon on these printers right now. Yeah. Resin printing. So Matt Sybeck ordered a resin printer yesterday. You know what's better than having a 3D printer? Having a buddy that's has a 3D printer. <laughs> you know what's you know what's good as having a boat, having a buddy that yeah, has that's a boat. It. Well, I'm looking at two good yeah, friends of mine that have 3D printers, and then Matt Sybeck, and then he just also got a resin printer, so. uh, William Morgan. You know, I mean, I got. I think I'm pretty well taken care of on 3D printing stuff. Yeah, and at the Michael end of the day, you know, uh, yeah, Michael Wyatt's got one too. And I mean, at the end of the day, I can holler at William Morgan or I can holler at you and say, "Hey, I got an idea." Yeah, and then. A couple hours later or a couple days later, hey, this is what I came up with. It's like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. This is, I like this or I like that. And it, it's impressive. I think it's cool that, like, showing FDM and resin in front of you, you have a head that's like half the size of the head of a dime. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, we have one that's, you know, third scale, quarter scale. So for those that didn't experience this, though, and the first time I saw one of these 3D printed heads since we started this, we well, we started about a month ago, yeah, month, month and a half ago. ago. Yeah. He prints one, and he goes up to Greg Canyon and says, Clay wanted you to have a little head, or <laughs> wanted to give you a little head, yeah. and hands him a 3D printed head of me, and I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the last thing Canyon needed. <laughs> Some more ammo. Uh, that's okay. We got him fixed up. Yeah, Greg is, Greg's got, got a special... Greg, we got something special that's only going to be for you. You're good people, man. We're, we just want to take care of you. In fact, yeah. I might even I might even give you a lifetime supply of them. I know you're going to lose a bunch <laughs> oh, of them, man. but yeah. oh man, you're going to lose a bunch mm. of them in the abyss. But we'll find out, dude. I got a whole other idea. Can't say. We'll talk <laughs> about it. <laughs> oh jeez. So but, I get the feeling we're going to be dropping some of these in Duncan. Oh yeah! In fact, we're talking about doing a competition, like uh, putting a 55 gallon barrel out there, putting something out there, and nice. try. Well, I'm just saying, we were at the field a little bit earlier, and we dropped, like I said, a bunch of them. And at one point, I stood out in the field, and <laughs> I came, you know, straight towards me and above me, and I hit the button, and they were coming at me. We didn't have any <laughs> video of that either, dude. They it was were a... coming at me, man. I had to, I had to duck out of the way. And <laughs> if he didn't move, he would have got hit. I was My... running with a transmitter <laughs> like a right turtle, where he was dude. at. My face hurts so bad from laughing, dude. <laughs> trying to get the hell out oh, of the gosh. way, man. I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm trying to look at the airplane. I'm looking back at the bombs and at the airplane of the bombs, and they're getting closer, and they're coming straight for yeah, me. And that's I'm going, something you, yeah, that's something you figured out real quick when you flew today, huh? You're like, oh, no, watch the plane, not the bombs. Yes. They're coming at me. I had yeah, to watch yeah, yeah. them. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Corey drop the uh, A1 tank when he was yep. developing the release mechanism for that, and he brought it out to Baxter. So I've watched him do that, and then – he was flying the bomb, you know, doing the bomb drops, and we're just watching, and I'm videoing, and Casey and uh, uh, James Squared and me, we're just watching. And so Corey hands me the transmitter, 
and first release, I'm wanting to watch the bomb. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh wait, no, I have to fly the airplane. I can't watch the impact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's hilarious to me because I learned all these lessons years ago. I've tried this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nerf darts, you know, different yeah. projectiles. But it's hilarious to me. Yeah, it's yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see what's happening, but you can't take your eyes off the plane. You know? yeah. I'll try to glance back and forth, and I'll I'll point the nose straight up, you know, and then look at the bombs for a minute, and then I'll look back at the plane. And, yeah. But yeah, man, uh, we had a had a freaking blast with it. And, um, and, and I, I just imagine what the guys that have the A1 Sky Raiders and the guys that have the, you know, the top flight P51s and right. this thing takes 30 seconds to install. I mean, it literally is just a little box. Yeah. Um, one up the, the wing panel is like a servo door. You cut a square hole, screw it in like a servo door, and then you. It's a single micro servo too. It's just a single micro servo, just on a little package. So to install them is quick and easy. And I I just think about all, there's so many thoughts I've had for fun stuff to do with them. And to top it off, I'm not saying that if you buy one from legend, which you can buy them from legend. Now, if you go to the website, legendhobby.com. but if you, (laughs) let me plug that real quick. But if you, (laughs) if you were to try it, we've tested them up to 35 pounds. I actually hung 35 pounds from the slimline, the wing-mounted one, and left it overnight with 35 pounds hanging just from the payload clip. And the next morning I came out, turned the transmitter on, and it dropped immediately. So I've tested them up to 35 pounds. I think one of my favorite features that you figured out was all the mechanisms I ever come up with and and majority of the mechanisms I've seen other companies develop you have to hold the bomb in place and line it up yes. and then yeah. flip the switch and then a pin goes through it and right. holds it. But yours, you just put this release back into the closed position, I guess. I don't know what you'd call it. Right. And then you just pop the bomb in place. It snaps in and then yeah. it's so easy to rearm it. So Super you easy. didn't, you didn't get to drop my middle one, but I actually put the middle one on a momentary switch, you know, a switch that you just put up and it's spring loaded back down. Um, almost like a bind button. You could put it on a bind button. And if you do it that way, then when you click it, it opens. And as soon as you let your finger off the button, it recloses. So you never have to think about re-hitting the switch. But if you put it on a two position switch, yeah, you have an open and a closed. But yeah, you put it on, put it, put it on a switch or put it on a momentary and don't have to worry about it. The ones I had played around with, I had just come up with little rod linkages and stuff like that, like eyelets that make it easier. This is just what I could come up with at the time. This is prior to 3D printing. Right. And um, anyway, it was always like, all right, get it lined up, flip a switch, and oh, it, it bound up. Yeah, go back, do it again. Yeah, and just it was just kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah, that's spring-loaded, so it's just two two clips, and you line it up and just push, and it, you'll hear it go click. Yep. It snaps right into place most of the time. I've, <laughs> in the past, over the years, I've designed several different drop mechanisms myself. Most of them were, like you said, either used a rod. Um, I even made one for the Thunder so we could drop uh, prizes into the crowd. That's cool. That's actually got four separate. It's it's four different. It's one servo, but you have four different drops right. that you can do just based on the position of the switch. Um, it's it's fun. I mean, mm-hmm. it's cool, man. man I, dollar I was, for dollar. I don't think you can buy something to accessorize your airplane with that's more fun. Oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the, the, he's selling the pylon, the, the heavy duty big ones for thirty bucks. Right. So I mean, for thirty bucks, you can put a drop tank on your P fifty one, or put a put make your actual drop tank that like Doc. He has a drop tank that came with his Takano, and now it's functional. And now he can dump his drop tank whenever he wants to. So yeah. I think yeah. I think that that's pretty cool. 
Or you can put four of them on if you want. <laughs> it, it definitely makes Warbird. It adds a, a level of fun to Warbirds. I'm, I'm not really a scale guy, but this makes me want one of those A1s from Legend Hobby. It really does. Just makes you want to go out and just start dumping payloads, you know? And yeah. Well, I've always thought the A1 was a cool airplane, and uh, ever since the Flight of the Intruder, I'm, yeah, because of that movie, I've always liked the A1. <laughs> and uh, actually, what was neat about whenever you were doing the uh, drop tank was I've seen that movie so many times, and in there um, they dropped some napalm, and watching how the napalm it kind of shaped. Like the drop tank, yeah, and it tumbles. It, the way it tumbles, that one tumbles just the same. Yeah, and I was like, man, that's really cool looks, that it, it tumbles scale. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. when, and when these I, fly so good. These bombs, with the way you have them weighted, and then the fins, they fly perfect. I mean, they got a great glide slope to them, and they stay nice and straight. They don't tumble. So, and when they hit, they bust, man. They pretty yeah. much in any attitude, they break apart into pieces and and, and shed their payload out. So. Um, and that's a big thing. The first ones I developed, they were not ballast right. Mm-hmm. And they would, they would, when they were starting to fall under their own weight, they would tumble and twist and they didn't fall like a bomb anymore. So it, I had some time in, you know, getting the weight right and, and ballasting them right. But I think that they're there now for sure, especially with a payload. So let's get into a little bit of the meat and potatoes of materials. Okay. And I know this is some area that you and Jason can just, here, you guys go. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to ask you, you've printed in TPU before. Absolutely, yeah. What speeds were you printing at? Do you remember? It's really low. Uh, essentially, for the for the Prusa, when you go from, I, I don't remember the exact speed off the top of my head, but when you go from PLA to TPU, yeah. it's essentially half speed or less. Yeah. Okay, so you're dropping from 60 millimeters per second to 30. It's Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's quite slow. Now do it, you... Do you just take a TPU profile on the Prusa slicer and run with that? Or yes. do you don't go and start changing and trying oh. to adjust? Oh, yeah. I tinker with it. Okay. But I start with the basic TPU profile, yeah. Okay. So you're kind of using their speeds and everything. Um, yeah. And the TPU you were printing in, are you printing in like a 95A shore hardness, like regular like NinjaFlex type TPU? Uh, NinjaFlex is what I've used the most. Yeah. Okay. And I've actually printed some tires. And, you know, of course, to adjust the... Uh, I guess what I would call the sponginess of the tire. Yeah. Infill. Using the infill. Yeah. Yep, correct. Yeah, the infill will change the how, how how much spring it actually yep. has back. Uh, was the quality? I mean, I feel like when I printed when I printed TPU, the first one that came off, I was like stunned at how good it looked. Yeah. I mean, even compared to PLA, it looked shiny and, and smooth, and I was amazed by the look of it. Um, but I've been playing a lot with speeds and I've learned, I've learned a lot of different tricks to speed up TPU. Okay. Um, so I'm printing infill pretty fast. I'm printing inner wall speed pretty fast. And I'm being, this is a 60 millimeter per second inner wall speed. Uh, okay. the infill speed is about the same 60 to, it's actually 70. You say 60 millimeter? Is that what you said? I think is it? Is it yeah, yeah, it's sixty millimeters a second. Yeah. Yeah. Per I mean, second? Yeah, 
so the head's moving about. Wow, that's yeah. a lot faster than I thought. Yeah, it's about that far. You know, that's one, a little over two inches. Yeah, one second's a, a pretty delayed time when you really count out a full second. So yeah, for, and it has for time. A machine, to, that's, yeah, yeah, and when you're only moving that far. But um, so yeah, I, I'm, most of the time what we're talking about is with TPU. It's such a flexible material. Trying to feed it into a printer is the hardest part. Is is yeah. it, I tell people like this. Imagine taking a glue gun. Right, a glue stick is pretty flexible. You can bend it in half. But it'll feed through a glue gun great. Now imagine taking a piece of nylon fuel tubing and trying to feed it through the glue gun. It's literally the same concept. It's, it, you go from a somewhat rigid hard plastic to a limp noodle, and, and the feeding is what becomes the issue. So you can't push it too fast or too hard because it'll just twist and, and bend out of the way and jam and things like that. Um, so a lot of times when you print flexible materials like this, you slow it down to allow it time to melt and print without trying to jam the nozzle. And I have to loosen the uh, the tension on my idler screw on mine, or the idler gear, I should say, which is actually what's forcing the material through the nozzle. You have to loosen the screw uh, to where it's just barely, exactly, to where it's just barely making contact with it. You wouldn't think it would work fine that way, but it does. Uh, whereas the harder plastics, you can tighten the screw down, and it, it doesn't affect anything. It actually works better that way when you tighten the screw down yeah, right. on the harder plastics. But... TPU, if you don't loosen it, it, it'll jam. It doesn't yeah. work right. Referring to the gear that pushes it into the actual hot end to melt it, that gear yep. that bites into it and pushes it, it, you have to loosen it a little bit or it'll it'll just eat up that material because it's so soft and, and flexible. But honestly, once it gets printed, as you can tell, I mean, we loaded these things with rocks today and, and dropped them at terminal velocity. Yeah. <laughs> it made a wicked thud. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, um, the 737, my main landing gear tires right now are TPU. Oh, cool. No way. I'll have to look at that next I time I see it. I printed all four it. of oh, those, cool. yeah. I'm having a lot of fun with TPU, and it's going to open up, you know, of course, ordnance tremendously. Um, the next thing I'm testing uh, that's that's for Legend is going to be the outboard pylons for the A1 Skyraider. We're trying to make those functional so his Skyraiders can dump everything. That would be so cool. Um, and then um, I'm probably going to work on uh, another canister bomb that actually – rotates in flight and uses centrifugal motion to rip the two halves into two separate pieces. So on the airplane, it's going to be stationary and still with no rotation. Once it's released, it'll start building rotational speed. And once it gets to a certain rotational point, it's going to use centrifugal motion to actually take the two front halves and split them. So before the bomb hits the ground, these are going to split apart and it'll be filled with what they referred to as bomblets. So we're making cluster bombs now. Yeah, exactly. That's that's my goal, man, is to make a functional working cluster. And the A1 Skyraider dropped cluster bombs in Vietnam. So um, there's a few that we can make that would be great. So I'm I'm testing that. But imagine, you know, filling it full of candy in an event or something. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And if the ATF was listening, we're we're referring to scale (laughs) reproduction model bombs for remote control aircraft, non destructive devices. And there's satellites linking up in space. (laughs) 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 Too many keywords triggered. I remember that one time when Casey got questioned. (laughs) That was dirty. That was bad. That was bad. (laughs) We couldn't record this episode. Affiliation with this uh, scrap pile. Yeah. (laughs) 
We couldn't have recorded this episode in the airport, I can tell you that. Oh, no. God, <laughs> no. No, no. So what's the, uh, the old jokes like how to get the uh, NSA to listen to your phone conversation? Gun bomb president? Gun bomb president. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. You just said all three of them on Dude, these microphones. This does get uploaded to the internet, Clay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Clay yeah. Ricks. Why would you say that? I don't know. Casey Davis from, oh, from Arkansas. We're all getting an interview now. Yeah, good thing, good thing <laughs> I go by my alias. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, Steven. Hey, um, man. Hey, man. That's not cool. That's, that's not cool. <laughs> so, I didn't know that. William but... Clayton. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Damn, Casey, in your memory. Yeah. So, <laughs> but looking at these bombs is giving yeah. me all kinds of ideas, man. You know, one of the other things, my trainer, it's like my test bed. It's like the workhorse test bed of the of the ordinance and, and the releases and everything. It's got three releases on it. So I can carry, you know, two on each, one on each wing and then a center, center load. Um, and I'm, it's a nighttime <laughs> airplane. It's, good. it's, uh, clear purple and red and it's got like a thousand and two hundred LEDs in it. Okay. So it's lit up like a Christmas tree at night. So I'm going to make some drop tanks that are clear that are filled with light. And they're going to have individual batteries, so at nighttime I can release the drop tanks, and as they're falling to the ground, it's going to be literally a glowing drop tank at night. Hey, so. so just simplicity suggestion, what about glow sticks? I've thought about glow sticks, but I think that LEDs would be brighter, and if I could make it do like... Multicolored? Yeah, color changing yeah. or anything during drop, it would be freaking awesome. Like, yeah, okay. I see a Christmas flying. <laughs> I see a Christmas on yeah. it. It's kind of cold then, but... I love nighttime flying. Me and my girl, we go camp at the field, and we'll, we'll we have a you know van, a conversion van, and we'll go put on a movie, and we'll sit in the van and eat dinner and watch a movie, and then I'll get out and fly with my night airplanes, and it's it's a lot of fun, man. So having some nighttime drop tanks would be would definitely be something that would be awesome. But so if a person were to buy thirty of those, <laughs> you're thinking for your B fifty two, huh? Listen, man, we can work it out. We'll, we'll make it happen. That might be a, that might be a fun time. That would make for a hell of a promo video. <laughs> Got to buy like four containers of baby powder at once, but you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I'm, I've been saying the pigment powder, the colored pigment right. powder that they use, like in the powder cannons and and the the marathon runs and all that. That colored pigment powder. Fill those bombs with that. It would look so freaking cool. Man, I'm thinking like Sam's or Costco and pick up some uh, cornstarch. Yeah, cornstarch and dude, get, go get you some dye. Just make it whatever color you want, man. So earlier, I got we a tie dye bomb. We were make, talking about the uh, baby powder, making yeah. flying field smell better one bomb at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Poof. I haven't met Actually, many people that complain about the smell of baby powder. So. Well, that's one thing. He was using baby powder, and you could smell it, but it wasn't like the uh, Pawnee. So, you know, your Pawnee really, it, it makes it smell a lot. Well, it's coming out of there. It's, it's almost like an aerosol. It, yeah. It's uh, dusting it. Yeah. It, it comes out. It's mixed with the air pretty well. Yeah. It lingers. Well, yeah. and that's another thing there that we, scale we've 3D. talked about it a little bit, but that's a scale accessory that you 3D printed was the, Correct. the spreader yeah. on that. Yeah. So, yeah. And it worked out well. The uh, the spreader on the outside of the airplane, the hopper on the inside of the airplane, and the the uh, mechanism that actually releases it, or the valve inside that mm-hmm. uh, that releases the uh, the powder. So yeah, that was all three D printed. Yeah, it just opens possibilities to to so many things that an amateur person 
can can make happen, you know. And then, honestly, things like like something like that, man, could sell. There's probably a lot of people out there that would want a th- a, a, a working hopper for their ag wagon, you know. So that's something yeah. that that could even be sold outside of just what you're doing, but. Just really? the possibilities it opens are just uh, amazing. It's freaking awesome. So. That was the reason I bought that airplane was to set it up for that. It just That's took me cool. a while to get around to do it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I think that the, the 3D world and, and RC, I, I've done a lot of custom battery covers and battery boxes and, and I've done snap into place receiver mounts and flush mount EC3s and I've done a lot of, I have Jetty, Futaba, Spectrum, JR. I, I literally have so many mounts, but in all honesty, that's it. That's the extent of. I, I think these reading. pilot heads are going to be big. Yeah. I think that's going to be. <laughs> I hope that it'll be big. Let's go, put it that way, and I think it will be. Anybody listening to this, just go search the Facebook page, and you'll find pictures of Clay Ricks, yeah. and you'll find one of Clint Tro as well. <laughs> that one. That one's perfect. Ribbit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dude. Morgan did such a good job painting that one. Too. Yeah, it looks so good. She she had the idea for the different colored greens and like sp- splitting the lines and yeah. I was just gonna sp- I was gonna spray paint it green and you know put some white on the eyes and a dot uh, of, no. a black and she's she, like no she did it right yeah no it looks good it yeah. definitely looks good and that was actually painted rather quickly as a almost a draft model that's not a, a complete finished model necessarily either so um, we would probably do yeah, things a little I can't bit wait different. for mine yeah when you're experimenting. You may- Use higher layer lines just so it'll be over quicker. No, I don't. And there's a. It depends. I'm one thing that I kind of tell everybody when it comes to 3D printing. They'll ask, you know, what kind of speeds I'm running or what, you know, things I do for TPU, and you know, I'll get questions about 3D printing that I, I tell them like I can't answer because it's all specific to the actual need. So if if I'm doing something that that I want, if my end goal product is supposed to have somewhat of a decent finish. I don't want to print the draft model in, you know, two millimeter layer or point two millimeter layer lines just because there could be other problems that wouldn't happen on a point, you know, one eight or a point one five or whatever other layer line I'm running. So it all depends on what I'm doing and how I'm doing it for a draft head just to see if it'll really look like that. Yeah. I mean, I'll zip it out fast. Um, mechanical parts. Another thing you can't big layer lines on mechanical parts. If I need this part to slide in and out of this one, then my layer lines, even on a draft model can't be, you know, cause then you start running into other problems when you start changing layer lines and layer heights. And, and these machines are extremely accurate. So accurate that you can print movable parts in one, one print and with no assembly, break it off the print bed, and now you have an articulated snake or a, a moving gearbox or things like that. But I found that when you design infusion, depending on layer line, material, you'll get a fluctuation yep. of measurement to a small degree. So, again, yeah, it depends on what I'm doing. Sometimes you have to adjust the model based on what material you're using and your yeah. settings on the printer yep. so that your parts will break free. Yep. And yeah. resin's the yeah. same way. Resin shrinks a lot. So when you when you print, I might print something in tenth scale. By the time I'm done, it might be, you know, eleventh and a half, or it might be almost twelfth scale, you know, or something like that. So I'm even considering that when I'm printing scale parts and components because resin shrinks. But and to get into resin too, man, I don't want to talk. I know I'm boring the shit out of y'all, but no, you're fine, man. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of en- engineering resins, man. There's 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 engineering resins that are so stout. It's unreal. I mean, there, I've, I've seen a, a, a suppressor, a gun suppressor. Okay. 3D printed gun suppressor printed out of engineering resin 
thread it onto a gun and fired repetitively, and it functions perfectly. And that, that wow. to me is, yeah, that's impressive. Well, I remember whenever the news went nuts over that 3D printed gun that you could download yeah. the file and like you had to throw in a couple other things or whatever, but the media was going crazy. Yeah. And uh, I'm just saying, what? Timothy McVeigh. Fucking, I could I could start listing names and and labels. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, if you want to do something bad, you're going to yeah, do something 100%. bad. hundred percent. A shovel yeah. is a weapon 100%. if you have malicious intent. Yeah, exactly. and you can use it to bury the body. Yeah. yeah. Why well, have two purpose. tools? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, that's well, how I feel. It made me but. think of the scene on Step Brothers. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm burying you. <laughs> They'll never find you. <laughs> He's like, but I'm alive. He's like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, so one of the things I want to address about resin that you know I've talked about is the uh, weight difference. Yeah, and that's, again, going in, there's there's advantages and disadvantages to both print types for sure. The biggest disadvantage to resin is weight. Um, you can still hollow models. You can still print them with infill. Um, you can, yeah, you can, there's still a lot of things you can do, but all in all, at the end of the day, it is still heavier than FDM and is and even if I try to make it as light as I possibly can, I mean you've held your FDM printed head. Mm-hmm. If you and compared to the one I gave you today, go home and compare the weight. It's it's oh, it's yeah. six or eight times the weight um, because it's resin printed. Uh, so the weight is the biggest thing. But but again, detail on resin yeah. printing and the speed of resin printing. I, I don't know how many people. If you go buy a Photon Mono SE, I don't think you'll ever tell me that I had a twenty four hour print time. That won't happen. <laughs> That's not. Then, then you're running layer line seconds that are 15 seconds long or something, because it's just it just doesn't take that long. It's a lot faster of a process. So there's advantages and disadvantages to both, but the weight, yeah, and things well, like that. The other thing too, at least with the printer you have, is the physical size of the model, because of the bed was a little bit smaller than your uh, yeah. FDM bed. The reason I got my resin printer. Uh, a guy named Ryan Baker out of Houston, Texas, actually kind of convinced me the way I'm talking to you right now. And he's, he he had never done FDM; he'd only done resin. Hmm. He's like, "Yeah, man, it's easy. I love it." Da-da-da. You know, and uh, he actually hooked me up and gave me a printer. He he sent up a, a an original Photon Mono, one of the original yeah. very first Photon Monos. And I I played with it for two days and went, oh my gosh. I went, no. And I immediately went online and ordered a Photon Mono SE. I wanted a newer (laughs) printer with the same, you know, thought process. And it was phenomenally amazing. So he convinced me to do it um, and to get into the resin side of printing. And and I don't regret anything. Uh, It is definitely a whole different world, but it's ten times easier. In my opinion... It's ten times easier than FDM all day. Okay. So, are we going to get into these pilot figures and what the plans are? Yeah. No. Please, by all means. I am. I wow. am. Give, all right. I got one question. Yep. Before we change subjects, on the resin printing, how thin can you make walls? So, and that, that's actually something that I showed uh, Clay Ricks earlier today, and I'll show you when we get outside. We have one of his heads that I printed. And there's a split on the side. I barely dropped it, and and I didn't even hit concrete or anything, and it opened up on the side. And um, there's another part where it like almost took a chip off because the wall was so thin. Uh, I made it too thin, and it's actually, believe it or not, like a 1.2 millimeter wall. So resin's more brittle unless you print with engineering resin. Engineering resin's not brittle, and there's ABS-like resins that are not brittle too, but... Resin's more brittle in general, and not only that, but when you cure a resin model head with all these complex curves and contortions, 
and the resin is designed to expand and shrink with curing and, and things like that. As the model expands or shrinks with curing, that's going to put more tension. I'm sorry, as, as it shrinks with curing, you're going to get more tensions on certain areas and it's going to cause a twist or a crack. So, um, you can hollow them, but I found that around two millimeter wall thickness, okay. one and a half. And don't get me wrong, anybody listening, I'm an amateur resin printer. I'm, I'm really good at FDM. I'm getting good at resin, but um, I, I found around one and a half to two millimeter wall is pretty good for like a head model. If it's just a square box, a millimeter. I mean, you can make it tiny, tiny wall size. But when you start getting into the complex ter- curves and everything, the way my slicer works for my resin models is also a big factor because if the model prints hollow, you still have to have support on the inside. So you have to have infill in a lot of cases to give it the support for the inside. Um, you know, so once the hollow prints towards the top of the head, you know, the top of the head doesn't have anywhere to stand because it's, you know, it's, it's no support. So infill will help do that. So um, about millimeter and a half, two millimeters and it can vary. All right. And before we get into the next subject, I think we should take a short break. Me too. All right. Welcome back to D's Nuts and Bolts. I love that. I don't know why. Makes me happy. Yeah, I think we've used that almost every episode. Almost. <laughs> From the, yeah. I don't know. It's funnier when you do it. Is it? Well, you say it all just straight. You know, I mean, right? No. I'm pretty monosyllabic, according according to uh, Casey, at least. I, I see it. I mean, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. <laughs> it's funny when you get excited though, because there is a little bit of a change. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the pitch. The pitch goes up. Yeah. Uh, maybe. And volume. Yeah, at least our, at least the ones that listen to the nuts and bolts don't have to wait for the, the volume delete button, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Well, thanks to Casey, he usually kind of handles the the red spikes on the Richter scale over there. <laughs> Not anymore. Thanks, Wayne Wagner. Yeah. Oh, no. Wayne, you have fun with that, buddy. I didn't I, I didn't know, know you were editing, guy. but have fun. He signed up too. Yeah. Buddy, I'm he, sorry. He volunteered. It's <laughs> like, are you sure? He's like, Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, okay. I'm really interested to see how that pool party episode turned out. Yeah. That's gonna be a fun one. The audio quality may or may not be there. I just hope we get to hear the crickets in the background, like at the field. That was cool. I enjoyed that episode. Listening to the I think it sounded more like cicadas. Yeah, yeah, cicadas, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, the worst part was when Clint was like halfway in the pool and still talking. Like, like the mic can't hear you, Clint. Clint You're going to have to be over here. I don't know. It is Clint. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty loud. Yeah. All right, where do we leave off at? Well, pilot figureheads. And what uh, Corey has uh, come up with an idea that I think is awesome. And I'm pretty excited about it. So to help help the scrap pile, the help, scrap piles helped me a lot in many ways. Y'all have heard me on one of the first episodes that they've done. Uh, you've heard me since then uh, another time. They've supported me in, in tons of ways, um, just like Legend Hobby has. And uh, I think that uh, an easy way to give back to the scrap pile with these pilot figures, there was actually a brainchild of Clay Ricks. He, he called me and said, man, I, 
I want to put myself in an airplane, and I've seen this facial scan technology, and, and Casey Davis said, you might be able to do it, and, well, we figured it out, and I figured since it was your brainchild, and I, I figured since the scrap piles helped me so much, we'll uh, we'll do a model of all the scrap pile guys. So we're going to have a Jason Hill. We're going to have a Casey Davis. We're going to have a Clay Ricks. We're going to have a, a Clint Tro, which we already have, as well as the Clay <laughs> Ricks. Um, and we're also going to do a Kirk Henderson if he ever shows up to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, so, yeah, we're going to do the scrap pile crew and – all proceeds of the sales of any pilot figures that are sold on the, the scrap pile page are going to go to the scrap pile guys outside of material costs. The only thing I'll ask for is to, to help supply material costs. But if you guys buy them, then, then it's going to support the scrap pile guys. It's going to go right into their pocket and, and they're going to get the proceeds. I, I just want to see somebody stick somebody's pilot head like, you know, Hey, I got, that's just I, weird to me, man. I mean, it, it is kind of, I get that, but at the same time, like, Dude, I could just see some guy in Ohio that we'd never met before, and he's flying his plane with a Clint Tro frog in it, right, grumpy yeah, so, frog in this so, plane. I think it'd see, be hilarious. It's totally different, man. You might not have to know Clay Ricks to want him to be the pilot of your plane. When you dude, see that pilot figure, that pilot it's America. Figure, dude, it's, it's America. America. Like, dude. Baseball caps and I'm pit tell, vipers. I'm telling you, I'm That's thinking that point. one is the one that will sell the most because, like, this Clear. dude's got pit vipers. On. Yeah, dude. You know, I mean, the coolest thing about that though is uh, Corey. He did that by hand. Like he didn't download a file. Like he, that is his drawing. Those pit vipers. Yeah, like yeah, that's totally vipers. his drawing. That's it's, it's my design and fusion. Yes. <laughs> I mean, with <laughs> with the the head itself, we used an uh, iPhone to do a three yeah, no, D model yeah. scan using the facial recognition right. software. But yeah, the pit vipers like that's all him. You have so, no idea, man. At two a.m. in my listen, at right. two a.m. in my house, me sitting naked in front of my computer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> didn't need the whole. Yeah, no, just to give you the visual, yeah. I'm sitting there laughing my Hand ass off. Hand me a beer, jeez, it just got bad. <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off, waking my kid up in the other room because I'm staring at pit vipers in my fusion. And every time I go into an orbit mode and orbit around them, I can't help but just to freaking laugh. Like, and I think, what the fuck am I doing with my skill? Like, right. I'm over here. Designing pit vipers, like yeah. what, what, what's happening? But honestly, though, the outcome was so worth it. That so was- I have an idea for this. Once we get these going, like it's totally just came to me. Once we get these going, all right. I think there should be a competition to see which one sells the most. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. I, I'm going to lean towards Grumpy Frog. And in that competition, I'm sure you know, you're right. I, here's what, here's how I want to do it because I want it to be like a competition kind of thing. So whoever. Sells the most or whatever. The person that bought the one that that made it happen for that month or whatever gets a. If they can come up with a three D scan, I'll pay for it, and you get to print one of them. Oh yeah, I'd be up for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely do that. They can send me a picture of like their everyday look and do a facial scan, and we'll yeah. I just we'll, think that we'll would be that. fun. It'd be fun to laugh because I'm I'm telling you right now, if I was a betting man, the Clay Ricks one is going to go like hotcakes. I think Grumpy Frog. It's either going to be Clay Ricks or Grumpy Frog. It's going to be the two original. I don't know, Hobo Casey. I'm kind of leaning towards that one too. <laughs> I, <am. laughs> I think that, that, that definitely needs to be his man. That definitely Thanks, T. R. Miller. Yeah, yeah T. R. Look pretty sketchy sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, the conversation of how we come up with that was great. So T.R. Miller come up with that uh, meme, whatever you want to call it, you know, Photoshop with Casey looking like a hobo. And then on the way over here, we see these hobos comparing hobo signs yeah. at the intersection. <laughs> and Casey's parked right next to him for 
It was a good 45 seconds we said at that stoplight. I guarantee you it was longer than 45 seconds. It was at least three minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I heard most of that girl's life story, dude. Uh, the Sad best dude. part was when we go to leave, where, like when the light finally changes, they're comparing signs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you got that wide blade sharpie. Let me get that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to lie. I just need a beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they had like a little hobo village under that overpass yeah, on the way there. I've never seen so many shopping carts under an overpass. In my <laughs> if you're listening to this show and you're in one of those shopping carts under an over- underpass, we're not making fun of no. you. I mean, let's just be honest. You're probably not listening to this show they if you're. <laughs> this is a pretty well. No, this one isn't. This one's pretty solid. The other one's a pretty gutter deep show, man. I'm just, the last time I saw that many shopping carts under an overpass, it was Hurricane Katrina. So, dude, no joke. Yeah. That was the last time I saw that. Name. That's that's not a good thing, man. I feel sorry for those people. Yeah, yeah, no, don't. <laughs> well, but, I definitely downed it. My the bad. The good thing, Casey, is you're going to be paying him tribute because your pilot figure is going to be <laughs> Hobo Casey. Oh God, no, man. I mean, no, man. That would sell. Well, I, mean, I, I have control of how I look when we do this 3D scan. If you get like, maybe, crazy and creative, that's I'm just on saying, you. I have. There is the ability What's of the, taking that 2D photo and turning it into a 3D print. I promise. I assure you. I know. What's I know the you uh, what's the glasses? What do y'all call them? The Ray Bans or whatever. Wafers. Wafers. Yeah. I'm thinking like that. Maybe with a guitar. That's kind of Casey too. I don't want a guitar, man. I just want a head. Uh, all right. I think Casey with his classic, yeah, his classic glasses on at the field. <laughs> he doesn't even really wear a hat most of the time. I guess at the yeah. field you do sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, just without a hat, your normal head, like yeah, just just Casey. I guess me and Clint are just the jokes out of the bunch. No, it's not that you're a joke. It's just, man, I mean, if I was shopping okay. around and saw your pilot head, I'd be like, Clint, dude, that's going Clint, in my plane. It literally looks like you. I was about to say, it's literally you. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not a joke. It's not anything different. It's you. It it's doesn't make it not you. a joke. <laughs> yeah, it, doesn't, it doesn't make me not a joke. Golly. I mean, to be fair, I did just let this joke get out of hand. I mean, it started out as a joke about 2019. The Pit Vipers? Yeah, the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Oh like, uh, I think works. we talked about this on one episode. but it's it's Dude, yeah. He's like, what happened was, it was a joke, and then you really embraced the lifestyle. Yeah. With yeah. the mullet, dude. That's what happened. It, yeah, he's not wrong. So, <laughs> so Corey probably hadn't heard the story. So... What happened was, at the time, we were me and my wife were still together, and I used to jack with her all the time. I was like, yeah, I'm going to grow a mullet out and just aggravate her, right? Just That's what I did. So, anyway, she just kept Divorce on, kept on. <laughs> Divorced, okay, you say. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know the rest of that story. But, anyway, so I was always messing with her about it. And uh, she was like, no, you're not. You know, if you do, I'm going to cut it off in your sleep or whatever. So... This would have been around like June, July, somewhere in there, because it's before school started. And the only reason I know that is because I let my hair grow out relatively long, and uh, it was meet the teacher night, and I had to take my daughter to meet the teacher, and <laughs> so I had like I had to get off work early to make all that happen, and I ended up I had like a couple of hours to kill, so I go to the barber shop I normally went to. And uh, I told the lady, I was like, yeah, I want you to cut a mullet. And she's like, are you 
are you serious? Like she didn't say, "Are you fucking serious?" But that's what she was thinking. <laughs> the look, on, the look yeah. on her face said, "Are yeah, you fucking she's a, serious?" She, yeah, she exactly. She's like, "Are you kidding me?" And she's like, "No, I won't do it." And I said, "Well, look, it's for a joke." You know, I was like, "Look, I'm, I'm pranking my wife. It'll be funny. It'll be great." She's like, "Oh, okay. Well, since that's what you're doing, okay, I'll do it. And then you can come back tomorrow and you can get it fixed, and I won't charge you." <laughs> All right, cool. So she does it pretty good. And we go to meet the teacher. <laughs> pretty good. So we go to meet the teacher night, and on the way there, my daughter's like, "I, I can't believe you did this to me." <laughs> Out of all the days, this is the day you chose. And she's like eight at the time, right? So she's like, "Out of all the days, you chose meet the teacher night to do this to me." <laughs> so she was thoroughly embarrassed. So that makes it even mullet. better. <laughs> Two birds, so, one mullet. So I get home and Kenzie <laughs> comes in and she looks at me and she's like, I, I can't believe you went through with it. Uh, she was in shock. Well, next day I go back and I get my hair cut, right? And I just, like a couple other people have seen me they're like, oh man, I kind of liked it. Like one of her friends, you know, she's like, oh no, I really liked it. Why did you do that? Why did you get a haircut? I was like, oh, I don't know. Well then, Shortly thereafter, we separated, and I got thinking. I was like, hey, you know what? I guess I could roll with this. <laughs> and then it turned into, like, well, let's do this whole, like, character for, like, just, like, almost Joe Dirt-like character for Fourth of July. So that's where the T-shirt came from. And I got, like, this. And I was like, fully embrace it and, like, get some jeans, cut jeans off and some new balance. Yeah. And so then the Pit Viper things, they start showing up on uh uh, Larry Enticer, you know, a couple of his videos he had them, and I went to their website and I was like, oh, the, the description on these is hilarious. Like, this doesn't make you want to buy these. I don't know what will. <laughs> so, I, I wish it was still there. I, I think they got rid of them, but dude, the description on these were incredible. Like, um, man, I can't even remember how it all website, went. Check it out because they are funny. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. descriptions are great. Like, even like their measurements are like America and then metric. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the website's all retros, like looks like Windows uh, ninety five Windows and stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, so they they fully embrace it. So anyway, that's the joke. That's a long story. So well, well I, I won't lie. I know a little bit about them because the first time I met you, yeah, I was like, "What the fuck are those?" And I went home and like pulled it up. Like, what are those yeah. guys? Where do you get those? I don't Mod- think I could never pull it off. I would yeah. never buy a set. But. Modeling them in Fusion, I know more about them than I want to know. Ooh, I know yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome, man. Jeez. At least I, I didn't go read it. I didn't read the, the description, really. I, I just kinda... the, the Larry and Tyser one was funny. It was like, there's the number 69 on the side because that's what he did with your mom or something like that. Right. You <laughs> know, just like... Wow. Like, they fully went all out with Larry and Tyser. Wow. Uh, that does make it funny. It, it, it was a few things. It wasn't just that. Um, well, trust me. At two a.m., they gave me a laugh having to design them just for you. <laughs> they gave. I was. I still laugh at them. I'm yeah. glad that head's not sitting on my counter anymore, man. So the ones that Spencer Norquist has, he looks like the Unabomber. So he has Pit Vipers as well, but he's got the other series. Like they yeah. make basically two series. And uh, Mike uh, Sterling, we we're out at uh, Tucson. He's like. It, Finally, he's like, oh, I finally figured it out. He's like, Spencer's the Unabomber. <laughs> and he had this hoodie on. He's like, put your hood on. Oh. And so he's got those pit vipers oh, on. God. And it was perfect. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Chris Barton's like, where were you in 1994 or something like that? You know? <laughs> uh, 
It was great. Uh, Spencer was a good sport about it too. That made it even better. The dumbest stuff that we can have fun with, man. Yeah, That's absolutely. What it's all about, dude. That's what it's all about, dude. Yeah, especially around this group of clowns. <laughs> we got to think about something funny to do for Casey for his pilot figure. We got to think I, about something funny to do for all of them. I know. That's what I've been trying to come up with, and I, I don't know. Jason Hill is just Mine's, such a, a good guy that right, dude. You can't well, see. You can't jack with Jason. See, I know what we're gonna do with Kirk's. Is we're gonna give him like a Catholic priest collar? No, no. <laughs> Father Henderson, dude. Father Get Henderson. your Father Henderson pilot figure now. I was thinking. I was thinking. <laughs> I thought like a Star Trek uniform and fucking. Oh, that would that would be pretty good Straight too. Straight up turn him into Captain Kirk, man. Yeah, get, well, Captain, that's even good too. Get, Captain, get him Kirk. as Captain Kirk, man. Red so, shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Captain Kirk, bald head. Now we're off the rails. Yep. But I think we're gonna go the route of the Pit Viper guys and make amazing descriptions for these. Yeah, I'm good with that. You know, I mean, we're gonna have to come up with some amazing descriptions. I'll post random pictures as we get them done. You know, and honestly, it's something I'm, I'm gonna throw in between my my other prints. But if somebody orders one today, I'll start on it immediately and get it, get it out to you quick. So, hey, that frog that Morgan painted is just. You can go. On it's seriously on another level for me. Arms are crossed, making it all grumpy. Looking. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. perfect, man. It really is. I I, I got. Got that one done, and I just set it out on after it got finished printing, and I set it out, and I just looked at it, and I went, "That's Clint Tro." Yeah, by God, by gosh, that's Clint Tro. It almost needs like what are the the little uh, caption windows in like cartoons where it shows what they're saying? I don't know a thought bubble. Yeah, yeah thought yeah, bubble. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it almost needs one of those that says you're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. We can, we can make a little one that inserts right behind him. You know, that's fucked up. Yeah. That's an added add-on accessory. Yeah. Yeah. That, exactly. Yeah. Okay, those will sell this item. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I think it. I think it'll be cool to be able to go to an event. And there's a lot of people that support this show all across the country, man. Oh yeah. And I think there's people that would buy them and that would put them in their airplanes and so, support them. When I was a kid, uh, one of my dad's cousins flew RC, and he had a sixty-size Waco, which. And, and that day in time was a pretty big airplane. You know, that giant scale wasn't what it is today, obviously, back then. We're talking uh, in a neighborhood of 25 to 30 years ago. Okay, so 60-size Waco, and, and it had this real crazy-haired, like kind of like a mad scientist-type-looking guy, but he had these, like, wild hair, like, and that was a pilot figure. And everybody else had these just generic, Boring. Casey Davis has one of those. You know, and I was just thinking, like, these pilot figures suck, but this one's really cool. It's obviously not scale, but he's flying a Waco, which was kind of a wilder, you know, aerobatic airplane, so to speak. And I thought, man, that's really cool. I like that. You know, it's like he's out of control. And so I've never really been big, especially in aerobatic airplanes. Why be so serious? Right? Let's have fun with it. Oh, no. Hey, my 3D hobby shops that that, that Casey Davis now owns. Oh yeah, his 3D hobby shops has a 3D printed Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty. It's literally Rick Sanchez in his in his cockpit that is 3D printed and painted. Right. Rick Sanchez. See, I, a, I love it. I had a little uh, ME 109. It was the uh, oh, what's the name of that company? GWS ME 109, little foamy. But I had a uh, Jack in the Box head in the cockpit. My, right. The hat was sticking out through the canopy. I, I loved it. Nice. <laughs> there you go. So with the with the Warbirds. I would want a more scale pilot 
because I'd try to scale it out, you know, so like a, a true to scale Pacific theater, World War II American pilot, that right. would be great. You know, a, a German one. European theater pilot, all that stuff. All right. That's cool. If I'm going to build a warbird, yeah. but if I'm flying a 3d airplane, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> let's have fun with it. Listen, you know, I'm the same way. That's why I'm, you know what my next one's going to be? My, my Skywing. I'm, I'm trying to find the perfect file. But I'm not going to take the time to design this, and I'd probably go to some type of federal Russian prison, but some kind of fucked up Vladimir Putin. I want, <laughs> nice. I want Vladimir Putin, like, sloppy drunk or something. Or Vladimir Putin, like, you know, naked with nipple tassels on. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to be shirtless. Yeah, yeah, Vladimir Putin nice. shirtless with nipple tassels, you know, flying the airplane. Oh, man. That's yeah, great. Like, yeah, yeah, something crazy, you know. Just something that when you look in there, it'll make you chuckle or make you laugh, you know. So. I told you about the one I had in my uh, my old Great Plains Edge 540. It was the yard gnome. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I bought yeah. it from Hastings. So it was a yard gnome that said, get off my lawn. And he was flipping you off. And I was like, this is perfect. You know, but uh, now with the 3D printing stuff, I mean, heck, you can yeah, come up with Morty, all kinds you know, of things. Anybody you know? that watches Rick and Morty, there's a Morty figure, and he's got both middle fingers up, <laughs> and he looks just blank face, just... <laughs> nice. You know, and I think that, that would be a good one. But then again, I think about, you know, little kids looking in the airplane and stuff like that. But still, you yeah. know, fuck yeah. it, it's funny, you know, who cares? And yeah, that's right. You just put fuck it, send it on the bottom so the little kids can't read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> that's something that you have to, like, look for. <laughs> I own that plane now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. You have that. Yeah. Oh no! It says "fuck it's in." It does, doesn't it? I did. I flipped over in the garage the other day when I was working. I was like, "You're like fuck it's in it." Oh, oh wow! Nice. Did you not know that that was I there? I didn't know that. that was there. <laughs> oh, all right. That was my, good. It was my, a good added bonus. My initials are on your airplane. Yeah, they are. I yep. thought that was on Will's slick. No, Will has a hashtag don't suck, a fly good don't suck, and hashtag third generation. <laughs> <laughs> has, has, yeah, fly good don't suck. Third, third generation. generation. Oh, jeez. Uh, so, Kenya has fly good don't suck, too. Yeah. Yeah, he has fly good, fly good yeah, don't suck. Yeah, I've got suck. some ideas. We've got to come up with some stuff. Yeah. The so the fly good don't suck thing came from uh, Rob Holland. Yeah. That was where I first saw it at. Yeah. And then we started... I don't know if they heard it from me or not, but it just anyway, I remember Will was like, "Do you even Rob Holland saying it was like, eh, no, he started it. Yeah, I can't yeah. take credit for that. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was good, so I went with it. Fly good, don't suck. Yeah, no, yeah. but mine said, hashtag fuck it, send it. Nice on the bottom of the 3D hobby shops. Nice. There's really no vent on the bottom of the Skywing that I've changed. I think I've left it all alone. I need to need to look at the bottom of the Skywing. Nice. I need, I don't have a pilot in the Skywing. I was gonna. I've been looking for a Vladimir Putin. I thought about doing the Clint Frog, but that's something I wanted to offer for ever, other people to have. You know, yeah. yeah, I think the Vladimir Putin would be a good one. I've tried to think of some other like cartoon characters and stuff that I thought would be funny, and I don't know. I just hadn't really come up with anything just that really stands out. That'd come be up good. With some pretty funny ones that are just kind of you know weird and. You know what Casey stuff. needs? What? Old Greg. You think I'm a scaly manfish? <laughs> wow. Go look up old Greg. Old Greg. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely awful. It's a, yeah. it's a waste of 10 minutes of your life. <laughs> okay. You'll never get back. I'll, I'll you, do that you, need to, you need to know next. about old Greg, though, so we can talk about old Greg with you. <laughs> okay. I'll take. I'll do that when I'm taking a shit next. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna look at it and you're going to be like, really? What? Yeah, like, why, why am I watching this? That's what's cool about it. It's watching somebody watch it for the first time. 
Well, I, I don't think I'm going to give you that pleasure. Right uh, now. It's so good. It's yeah. So good. Yeah. If you don't know about old Greg, go out and look up old Greg. Pleased we'll, uh, to meet you. We'll do a facial scan Hi there. Of, of you tonight, and we'll do a facial scan of Jason tonight, uh, since we have these beautiful lights and everything. Uh, and and <laughs> kind of dusty, fully equipped with all the dust yeah. and everything. I'll, I'll print them uh, probably tonight or tomorrow, so you'll have a printed version of yourself. Holy shit! Quick, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Um, that's crazy. Yeah, so I'll put them. I got a, that was that was something that you made me think of. You called me and had this idea, and we talked about it just a little bit. And I was like, got a phone. I was like, wow, that's a pretty strange phone call. I've never had somebody offer to 3D scan my face and print a likeness of me. What? You know? <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna Michelangelo the fuck out of you. Right. <laughs> so yeah, no, we'll do scans tonight. I'll get you some. My resin printers are kind of free right now. I've done some cockpits and done some other He's stuff, but I have some, some free resin printers at the moment to, to run. So I can run some models, and I'm gonna start. I've already got Clint Trofrogs. I've already got some Casey Davises that are unpainted. So. Um, clay Ricks. I'm sorry, yeah, some Clay Ricks that are unpainted. So, That's right. Um, I don't know if we're going to offer them painted or if we're going to offer them not. I know the cl- the frog will be painted um, and the Clay Ricks will be painted, but we'll have to figure out the Casey Davis and the... I want to paint mine. The, the, I'm going to get nerdy on this. I'll, I'll give good. you one of your own to yeah. paint do whatever you want to do with, man. But Well, I'll post pictures and updates as we do it so that way people can keep so, up with it. Actually, we didn't start out it with in total vainness when we started this. So... I just I wanted to get into I'm, yeah that? like meaning ask, like you're ask like Greg can you yeah you're like oh no like not okay. no maybe I'm not using the right terminology yeah. but thinking about like you know when you're like completely full of yourself that wasn't like where this all started at but uh, why are you so full of yourself I don't know anyway <laughs> with it all being said uh, I wanted to try to get into iMac and so in iMac you're supposed to have a pilot and a dashboard right it's supposed to be realistic and uh, so. I told uh, Corey, I was like, man, I need a pilot to put into my airplane. I was like, but all the pilots that are just commercially available are, are just boring, honestly. I, I don't know. To me, they're nothing great. And so, uh, actually, the JR ones are probably the ones I like the most, but they're they're kind of cartoonish, so that's why I like them. Um, anyway, with that being said, um, that's when I approached him about, like, hey, what can we do on pilot figures and and then the whole 3D scan stuff come about, and it's just kind of snowballed from there. But I think it turned out freaking amazing, man. I, I cannot tell you how much entertainment and laughs I have gotten off this. The, the amount of laughter and entertainment I have personally gotten sitting in my living room has just been funny as hell. It has just been it's been a ride doing it. So, are you angry over there or what? Oh, it just seemed like fun. Oh, my target down. No, it got knocked down. Yeah, you oh. knocked it down. Oh, did I knock it down? You hit the table, it fell. Oh, whoops. Oh. We've got a, a, a micro Clay Rick's head yeah. sitting on the top of a scale bomb. And Casey Davis is trying to hit it with a bottle cap. Yeah, it's fun, man. Jeez. So, Sorry. What's the biggest bomb you think you could make? Principal, you mean? Yeah. <sighs> Depends on what printer I have. And the next printer I get is going to be capable of doing something. It's not going to be limited on length at all. The length will be infinite, but okay. right. it'll be limited on diameter, and the diameter will be about 14 inches, oh. 13 inches. Okay. I was thinking about two-liter size. So. Bigger. It'll, I, can, I'll, I should be able to print something. Yeah, if you wanted a two-liter bomb, we could we could make something happen for sure. So, 
What in the world are you thinking? I want to do a fat I'm man. Thinking. Don't, don't Let's do it. it. We need to do some nuclear. Jeez. We need to do some nuclear replica payloads for the B fifty two man. That's fine. Fat you. man, little boy type, even modern nuclear. I'm always thinking. Now just to see if it's cool. Pinata. <laughs> <Now laughs> so, did we really get into the the bomb that we were talking about with the cartridge? I mean, a little bit. So, I mean, I'm working on a hybrid that's 9mm and 22 ram set cartridges. So, just basic nail gun ram set cartridges. Uh, and there's a lot of other thought processes, too. You gave me the idea of the, the snap, the big snap snaps, mm-hmm. the red firecracker snap snaps. Yep. Um, but there, there's a lot of other ideas that we've thought about that we might be able to do. Even a spring-loaded plunger that launches powder rather than just being a powder bomb that busts open it'll actually you know eject the powder yeah um, but i think honestly imagine a nine millimeter that's a pretty loud bang imagine that coming out of the butt of a bomb that was dropped from an rc airplane i think that that would just be an effect so, like no other I'm, i was really I, interested in the uh the cluster bomb idea yeah the cluster yeah the cluster did we talk about that on air a little bit yeah, you talked about the centrifugal force, yeah, which causes it to come be apart. A cluster bomb that's, yeah, it's going to rotate and it's going to have. It's going to be a lot of mechanical engineering in it that's going to give it weight where it needs to be to to help split it apart. Um, part of it is also going to be well, part of it's going to be held together by the actual latch mechanism itself, so that once the latch is released, okay. it releases a connection point, which is going to help the bomb open. So once it starts its rotation, it'll just be that much easier to right, separate nice. into halves. I was just thinking it would probably spread candy very effectively. Yeah, for sure. I, that's, I mean, that's the whole. That's honestly the, the start for it was okay. to spread candy and to spread the the little twirlers that that fold up into paper and then. Okay. Yeah, they, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. So pack like a hundred of them into it, and right before you know, it, you know, a couple of seconds before it hits the ground, it busts open and all yeah, these little twirlies. Paper flechettes oh. going everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no, the little twirlies that. that you. <laughs> I'm talking about the ones that you launch up with a rubber band and they twirl back say? down. A, no, a no, flechette. Like a dart. Yeah, a flechette is like a, it's a super nasty weapon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks like a little <laughs> miniature arrow almost. Little yeah. Dart. They had flechette shells in Vietnam. Put put into like, a shotgun and they launched like these miniature arrows that mm-hmm. are made of, like a pen of solid steel. Sorry, go oh, ahead. That's sketchy. Yeah, it, very sketchy. It penetrated uh, jungle foliage <laughs> very very effectively yep. without deviation. 12 gauge shotgun shell full yeah, of so, yeah. What were you going to say? Wow. <laughs> uh, five pounds of uh, candy cluster bombs would be a lot of fun. That would be amazing. No, I think it would be. Five totally pounds fun. of candy is a lot of candy. I mean, just imagine it, if you drop it at altitude. <laughs> I'm just wondering are you dropping the good shit? Are we talking Reese's and Snickers or are we talking Smarties and. You know what I mean? What the hell are we. Yeah. I've said it before, but my actual goal with building that. 174 inch B52 is to be able to lift five pounds of candy. Mm-hmm. I want to go into Walmart, grab one of those five pound bags of candy, and stuff. I just want to know: Are you dropping the good shit, or are you dropping the Man, bullshit? Can, it depends can. on what Walmart has at the time. <laughs> <laughs> we could stock do up it, around dude. Halloween. Yeah, right. uh, November first. Imagine that thing spinning and just that you know, awesome. and depending on how high you dump it, it'll depend on its opening point. Yep. So you can you, you can time it to where it, it opens at thirty feet and just spreads, you know. We're getting tactical here. <laughs> getting tactical on candy bombs. I think you're right though, and I think there's a lot of other cool stuff you could plug into it. And even like 
little paper flechettes, little bomblets, little miniature bombs like they would have had in the real cluster bomb. Right. So that when you, you know, when, the, when it, they all hit, you see the spread of... Oh, that'd be pretty cool. I think so, too. I think there's a lot of cool application. The next design that that Legend is going to have me really work on outside of the pylon releases for the Sky Raider is a, a working trapeze for a Stuka. Oh. We want a, a trapeze that will actually swing out, release, and, and out functional trapeze for the Stuka. That would be so cool. people can take our 250SC German bomb and strap it to a Stuka and trapeze and actually dump it. So That's we, a plane that doesn't get modeled often and uh i've always i think it's stuka's way cool it's probably my favorite world war ii bird and i don't i'm not meaning like really because it's a german you know foreign enemy fighter but or, or but i like the the oddness to it how it looks oh yeah how it's it's their kind of weird gold wing airplane their their dive sirens they put on them the the cannons with the big flared freaking cone that look like a, a dog collar cone you know and right. yeah. just all of the weird stuff of the Stuka and including the trapeze I just think that all of it was so unique that yeah. it really intrigues me I guess per se so as far as like building a model if I wanted a warbird right now it would probably be a Stuka yeah I, I'm into the obscure warbirds me myself. I'll be honest. P fifty one is a cool airplane. Dime a dozen. It's paid. It's played out. Dime a dozen. Agreed. Over. Forty sevens about in the same boat. Close. Um, but I like the the more obscure the ones that you don't hear about. Not everybody in the world like you. You literally you could take anybody that knows anything about an airplane and they're going to recognize a P fifty one. Yeah, hundred percent. But you say like, oh, that's a, a Stuka or a a Storch. Um, yeah, hundred percent. You yeah. know stuff like that. Weird. Like I like those kinds of things. Even L thirty nine bird dog. They were mounted with rockets and bombs. Nineteen. And, or, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, and they were mounted with rockets and bombs. L. I'm thinking of Albatross. My bad. Yeah. Yeah. L nineteen. Um, they were mounted with stuff and painted in camo, and yep. that's freaking cool. A cool little warbird. You know. Yeah. Yeah, the L nineteen was. I thought it was a neat airplane. I've actually got to see one of those in person it's down at good. Paul's Valley, and you know it. I think he may have even had some of the dummy marker rockets and yeah. all that stuff on it. So, I, I don't know. I get into that stuff, though. Like, I like the ones that... Obscure, uh, Yeah, just stuff that you just didn't hear about or see about. Like, um, like one of the things I could look at is, like, aircraft that were in wars that you, like, never even knew about. Um, like, get into, like, some of the early Jet Age uh, Navy fighters and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Dude, there were so many more of them out there. Um, the C seven Caribou, that's a, a neat cargo plane that you just don't. Everybody looks, knows about C one thirties. It looks weird. The tail on a Caribou, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it looks like a Chinook. It's like a, it's the Chinook version of. But yeah, you're right. That's something that I, I don't think I've ever seen an RC Caribou uh-uh. ever. You ever seen a Caribou do the uh, uh, wheelbarrow thing? Yeah, where, where they had the nose those, wheel yeah, on the tire. Yeah. yeah, I actually have. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, like I said, just stuff like that. So. I would like to see, and this is, I guess, is kind of speaking towards the Warbird crowd. Like, I would like to see more stuff like that. Yeah, and, sure. and but I get from their standpoint, they're looking at, you know, what's going to sell. You know, obviously, Stukas are not going to sell as often as P fifty ones. I think that's a shame. I agree, but there's companies out there like Legend that care about it, and that they, yeah. they offer a Stuka. There is, a, they offer like a, I think it's an eighty nine inch Stuka, freaking yeah. awesome. Um, they offer a bunch of weird, you know, kind of out there, including the bird dog. They have an L nineteen yeah. um, that's huge. It's freaking awesome. So there's there's a few, but you're right. There's just not enough compared mm. to 
I mean, how many foamies can you get that are P51s or Corsair? Oh, like or, every other Warbird that Horizon puts Spit, out. Spitfire or P40? P51s are way overdone. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I, I, P51s and Timbers. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> timbers. <laughs> I had, I we had the Timber conversation earlier today. I was like, geez. Yeah. Like, they're, <laughs> let's just let that horse die. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm tired of beating it. Right. I think a working trapeze on a Stuka would be cool, man. I think it'd be really cool to see. Just like we were doing all those bomb runs today. We, yeah. we dropped how we probably had to have dropped twenty times. Yeah. And and watching them all that imagine it, seeing it come off of a trapeze. It, if y'all get a Stuka going, somebody's gotta develop a working Jericho horn for a Stuka. There's already ones out there, but they're that's something that's machined out of metal and it's pretty intricate. Um 3D printing one isn't very successful. Really? Unfortunately, yeah. But you have a lot more success putting a speaker in with a sound system than you would with... I don't know, you know if you could do it with, like, whistles and, like, have it, like, a simulated... like actual sound. The sound that they made was pretty unique, you know? That, that's true. That dive sound. It wasn't a whistle by any means. It was a siren. It was a true siren, yeah. It was a, it was a propeller-driven siren. It was, a, yeah, an impeller-driven siren, exactly. And there's mm. actually RC models that use a servo that shut them off. And that, you know, when they fly around, they're not screaming. And then when they open the servo up, it allows the impeller to spin. So and that's how the real one worked, too, yeah. actually. It was it was actuated by the pilot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that actually, believe it or not, that plane had some kind of neat stuff about it. Like, it had a, uh, believe it, coming out of the late 30s, it had a system to where they pulled an immense amount of Gs for the day. I, I want to think it was like seven, eight yeah, Gs or something like runs. that. And... Uh, one of the issues that they had was a pilot's blacking out yeah. and then crashing the plane. So it actually had an automated uh, pullout system. Oh, wow. If, so as far back in the, as in I, the I 30s. Some, I know somebody that needs one of those. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. Wow. Ejecto Cito, Oh, man. My bad. <laughs> that was good, though. But uh, anyway, yeah, the Germans, they had some cool stuff back then. So... Nice. That's all I can think of is I know somebody that needs one of those. Uh, Yeah, let's just leave that one alone. I'll give you a clue. It ain't none of us. (laughs) You know, another cool scale part, 3D printed would be a functional, well, not functional, but a scale replica naval tail hook. Yeah. A 3D printed mechanism that lowers the tail hook so when somebody wants to do a dirty pass, gear down, flaps down, hook down, yeah. they can do a dirty naval pass. But, mm-hmm. you know, like even the Sky Raider, most of them had a tail hook. Yeah. So knowing that, you know, you can stick one so, on and make a 3D printed tail bracket that'll drop it. So Jason being in the Air Force is going to correct me, but it's my understanding most Air Force aircraft still have tail hooks. That's correct. They do. It's, uh, they're just not meant for use like a carrier. Aircraft, it's, it's, it's an emergency. Correct. Uh, if, if you lose brakes or lose hydraulic power to brakes for any reason, whatever, if you know you don't have brakes on your approach, um, yeah, you're, you're using the tail hook just to slow the aircraft down. Mm-hmm. And the, most of the runways have the ability, if they're not already out there, some runways, uh, they actually leave the wire across them for that purpose all the way at the uh, the threshold of the runway. And then if not, you know, they can, they have them where they can set it up pretty quickly, but that's what it's for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just emergency purposes. Yeah. Yep. F-15s have them, F-16s have them. I, I knew the 15 did for sure because of, uh, the story with the Israeli pilot having the midair yep. 
I think it was with a Nesher maybe. Uh, or a Mirage. Was an A4 that he had the mid-air with. Was it an Sky A4? Or. Okay. Um, but when he took the right wing off, if you haven't watched that, check that out. Where he splits it right off? Where he rips it, it right off? Takes the entire wing yeah. off the right yeah, side of the uh, F-15. Yeah, and uh, he ended up landing the aircraft. And then he looked back and was like, if I had known the wing was that far gone, I would have ejected. Yeah. But they've learned that uh, the F-15 has an well, it uh, it has a lifting body. Yeah. The the fuselage creates lift. Um, with a, enough airspeed, it will fly without its wings. And like, that's the crazy part of that story. If you ask me, the guy, I mean, yeah, it worked out great. But the guy was braver than I am. I mean, it was, he said, when, they, when it happened, the aircraft went into a spin. Yeah. And instead of ejecting, he wanted to try to fly it, which I understand that. That's he said he had to go to full afterburner exactly. to get it out of the spin. That's the part that Dude, is, full, get the, more power when you're uncontrolled. Yeah, yes. accelerate to get the aircraft to stop spinning, yeah. which is completely counterintuitive. Right. Yeah. But it worked. Yeah. Now, he said uh, in the interview I saw, uh, he knew he had hit something, and uh, the plane was in an uncontrolled spin, and he, in order to gain control, he went into full afterburner. And he was able to get to stop it from rolling, get under control, and he flew it around. And then he said he come across the threshold at 240 knots, essentially oh, wow. double the normal landing speed. Yeah, yeah. and uh, of course he put his tail hook down. He he overrun the runway and hit the the arresting gear on the far end. And then uh, it was a two seat aircraft. And anyway, they they opened the canopy to get out of the aircraft. And he said that's when I noticed that the the wing was gone. And actually, I've, I want to think I've seen a video of it. Uh, what the reason he couldn't see it was fuel was dumping out of the yep. wing, yeah. and so it was masking it. You yeah. couldn't see that there was nothing there. Yeah. And um, do you know they actually rebuilt the airplane? No, I didn't know yeah, that. I know that <laughs> in the interview I saw too that uh, McDonnell Douglas, I think, was still around at the time before they were bought out by Boeing. But either way, some of the F fifteen engineers they didn't believe that it would actually fly, so the engineers went and inspected it. Oh wow! because <laughs> yeah, it was in the Israel. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was an Israeli pilot that did it, but that's pretty cool, man. Though. Yeah, it's just it's like the A ten Warthog. There's stories of them losing three quarters of a wing, you know, on oh, yeah. one side, and it still returning home, and of course losing motors and shit, and that doesn't affect them at all. They they fly just like you know, never yeah. stop piloting, and yeah, never stop flying. Well, d- don't stop flying till it hits the ground. Yeah. No, don't quit flying till the dirt quits flying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Don Ockle said. Yeah. yeah, that's the truth too, man. I've heard uh, don't stop flying until the last piece of the crash quits moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, man. I've seen a lot of RC crashes because the guy just give up. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know, it's like, no, it was totally savable, but you just quit flying. Yep. And, uh, yeah, unfortunate, but I've seen it several, several times. So. Yeah. I've a, I try to fly my RCs till they hit the ground. You know, when my ailerons blew off at Baxter that time, I lost both ailerons, one elevator, and the rudder. So I had that, one, one elevator half. surface. Just, that, just getting it into a position where I could get it just to, to settle it down. And That was so crazy I to me. I landed it in one piece, man. Just. I saw both of the ailerons go. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then he's fighting it around there, and then two more goes. Like, oh, sh-. I was like, holy crap! It's all gone. <laughs> uh, I a little inverted Harrier and just kind of blip the throttle it, a few times until it got to the ground. It, yeah, it really wasn't bad considering you had one control surface left. 
<laughs> but the way it come apart, like a little bit here and a little bit there, it was like oh. yeah, there was a little bit of the hinge hung on, so it was like the rudder was kind of sideways. So when I moved it, it had an effect, just not quite the one I would expect. So every time I was every time I was turning, it would turn and it would like start you know going the right way, and then I'd barely touch the rudder, and it would just turn hard left and go straight down. So every time the nose would point up, if I could get the nose pointed up, I just slam the power just to gain altitude, you know. Oh, and I finally geez. got to a point where I was inverted, and it was just doing a hairier inverted circle, and I was like, all right, we're going to the ground. Yeah, that was fucking. That was fun. That was a good. One. What plane was it? Was that a cap? That was, the, that was an old Hangar Nine cap two two. Uh, two two thirty two that I bought from Chuck Trice. Nice. I had a Scorpion sixty cc Power sixty on it. Power sixty cc on it. Yeah, so it was made for like a thirty five cc airframe <laughs> and it had a sixty on it. I remember you overpowering that Corsair and blowing that thing apart too. <laughs> Were you there when the ringer? Oh yeah. Oh man, that was epic. That was cool. <laughs> it was funny too because Will Holden has said like five minutes prior to that, it was like five or ten minutes. Said, yeah, you know, when when I know I'm gonna fucking crash an airplane, he goes, I'll just full power into it, you know, just lay on the power. And as soon as that wing ripped off, I just went, yeah. <laughs> it just just pushed ballistic. The power up. Yeah, just push the top power all the way up and let it go, you know. I wonder if he did that when that Hellcat went in though. Oh yeah, that one was brutal. Yeah, he was gonna be one of the ones to be dropping bombs for me for like you know testing and everything, but no, that that that's not happening now. Yeah. Sent her a little too hard there, bud. Yeah, just, yeah. just a little. Yeah, it was pretty spectacular uh, spread. Yeah, the debris field was definitely pretty big. Yeah, rebuilding might not be uh, in the cards on that one. Uh, they said that that plane was very old. It oh, was yeah. like twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. It, it should have done that a long time ago. <laughs> the way he'd been flying it, yeah. Yeah, the amount of abuse it's had on it for sure. I, I was. I think why I like that plane so much is he he flew it and flew it well. So it was fun to watch for sure. Yeah, it was a tank though. That thing was heavy. <laughs> oh my uh, god, it's heavy! Like that that that. What is it? A Waco they have? No, it's a Stinson. Yeah, uh, you talking about Mr. Heavy. Mulligan? Yeah, Mr. Mulligan. Yeah. That thing's heavy. Well, no, he has a. He has a Stinson Reliant too. Yep. Maybe you're thinking of the Stinson, the red one. Yeah. Yeah, the Mr. Mulligan's white. No, I'm talking about the Stinson. He's been flying a well, flew a few times lately. Yeah. That Stinson's heavy as you can see how heavy with the quadra on it. Yeah. See how heavy that thing flies, but it's cool. You know, it looks scaled. It's oh like, yeah. It's just yeah, it's just kind of crazy, man. Yeah, I don't know. I need to come up with a a Warbird or a, something to play with these bomb releases with. So what were you thinking about the Greg Kenya special? Were you thinking like nine or ten? <laughs> <laughs> were you thinking like seven? Uh, <laughs> Should we make it like realistic to his abilities to take or no? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Nine's probably more than he can handle. <sighs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> reindeer. 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 Is that your safe word? <laughs> Is that no. your safe word, Clay? Actually, it's Bill Perry's. <laughs> Reindeer is? We just stole it. Oh. Yeah. No, uh, when Bill Perry did the, uh, when he was on the scrap pile, they talked about that. And then uh, that's our, the our checkout code for RMJ. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Reindeer. Yeah, checkout code Reindeer. That's fucking funny. Casey's looking at the computer intently. Yeah. I think he's making sure it's not going to die on us. 
Yeah. That would have been fun. Keep, keeping the battery going over here. So. So, yeah, you're thinking like. Reindeer. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I need some input for, you know, dynamic velocity and. and <laughs> dynamic. Trajectory. Is that even a thing? How, is, how are we going to, how are we going to get it to fly straight? I thought you had that all figured out. I mean, I'm, I'm my I'm brain's penetration is probably <laughs> just getting straight, th- just cutting through the air. You mean right? Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh man! <laughs> oh. Off the cub. Oh yeah, a, b- a black one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's figured it out by now. No, if you haven't by now, I'm sorry. <laughs> there will be pictures on the scrap pile within 40. There's going to be pictures on the scrap pile before this comes out. Right. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you mean we're going to be booting more people? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I just heard. <laughs> the, we're only up to five or seven maybe so far. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not even sorry, man. Jeez, they're I think not, they're not in the right group. I'm just, I bet, I'm just helping. I'm them just saying make with, that decision with the valve stem caps I've done and with all the other stuff related. I'm just saying that seems like it sells more than anything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like people want to pat over anything. Like, oh, I need some of those. Uh, I got a friend. Yeah. I got a friend. <laughs> I, oh yeah, buddy. You had a friend. <laughs> I'm not sure what that says about it. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Oh, man. I mean, you saw the box Larry got at the event, you know, the, the box that he, that he had to fish him out of. So. I had a guy from church the other day. I hear you do an RC podcast. I'm like, don't listen. Don't listen. <laughs> you know, it's, no, it's not, <laughs> this isn't for you. It's real it. boring. I'll just say it that It's way. real techie. It's real boring. No, I, was, I was brutally honest. I was oh. like, it's fairly foul. And vulgar. Yeah. And fucked up. Oh, yeah, exactly. There's an E on it for a reason. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Rated E for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I wonder if that's what that means. Oh, oh no. so much trouble. Uh, oh, wow, man. Yeah. You could just do a NSW. What is it? A NSFW? Yeah. Not yeah. safe for work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm not sure it's safe anytime, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah, it is for about. I don't know, a few hundred people. Yeah, yeah. When you start playing voicemails of jokes that people call in, and it's like, how do you? Never mind. I'm not even going to say them. But right. when, yeah, when you start playing those jokes, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty hardcore. We, that's we, like, we have definitely sent her hard. Yeah, sent her very so hard. Happens when you don't screen your calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what makes it fun. We all hear it at the same time. Yeah. Well, what, you know what? We, just, you know what we haven't we, done that yet is the crank yankers the. Uh, Different RC companies, dude. We need to do that. We really do. We always talk about it, and then we don't do it. Which we always record after they're closed. But right, we I still think we should do that. We figure that out. Did you do a crank yank on an RC company? Yeah, I know. A company hey, Casey's got some pretty good. I mean, he's got some good. All right, you know how like Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire could like throw his voice like, and he did all those characters on that cartoon in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like Casey can do that pretty good. No, no, not, not maybe not Robin Williams no, good. I can't do a Robin Williams. Man, good. I used to have a jailbroken iPhone that we could like call them and it would show their caller ID is coming from like 
whatever we wanted it to be. Like, we can make their caller ID from, like, you know, Hugh Hefner. Or come, so, yeah, come I've, got, from, I've got that. We're good. There are apps, okay, there's apps for that, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, so we can make the caller ID from somebody random as, you know, funny as fuck or something. No, yeah. Yeah. Fucking like John Travolta calling, calling QQ some <laughs> Jeez. That'd be hilarious. That would be pretty good. Oh. Actually, like, I think Casey doing his Kike impersonation to Kike would be epic <laughs> level funny. That would be, uh... uh I think it would be good. It's not that good. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I Thanks agree. for taking us off the rails there, Corey. Yeah. My bad. I was just... I'm, I'm telling you, you planted the seed earlier, and now I'm, I'm, I'm braining the... The next creation here, and I've got some ideas, and you know, for ejection, ejacula, ejection methods, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just for 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 ways to make this thing work and happen correctly. <laughs> I think it'll be a great a great display of craftsmanship. Jeez, uh, great to show what somebody can do with their hands. One thing I absolutely, absolutely love about Corey, you will take it to the next level. Uh, I think this is going to be fun. I'll, I'm probably going to laugh more at this one than anybody else. I'm just saying. Yeah. Especially when I'm sitting down looking at it at the computer. Tonight. You should put pit vipers on it. Uh, all, them, <laughs> all I can imagine is your your girlfriend uh, seeing mo- seeing more. Oh, jeez. That, that's it. That is it. Pit Vipers and Mullet with a cake. Oh, gosh, man. Oh, That's my gosh. That's going to be so awesome. That's going to be hilarious. I, I have to imagine that Morgan sits over there and just thinks, like, what the fuck is wrong with you and your friends? <laughs> when I hand her a head that looks exactly like one of my friends and I say, paint this, she gave me the funniest look. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> the fuck am I doing? Like, yeah. How did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here painting his friend. Yeah. Jack, paint me like one of your girls. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was awesome, though. <laughs> <laughs> we, should, <laughs> we should oh, use fuck. that as the, the intro music coming back in. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, oh man! <laughs> I'm telling you, I've gotten some entertainment. Oh, <laughs> I've gotten some entertainment off this for sure. Off of everything I've done, it's been entertaining in one way or another. And tonight's probably going to be the most epic of them all. Hey. So I'm, I'm going to be in the bathroom with a mirror and holding it sideways, and Morgan's going to Oh walk God! Yeah. <laughs> 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 The bad part about it is, was when you have to explain yourself. Then she, Listen. then the look is going to be. Are you fucking kidding me, Corey? Listen, baby, it's for an ordinance. Yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, you painted my buddy's it's, head. It's, now paint. It's for head. it's for the so, gay, it's for the gay load or the payload release. Yeah. So. Oh wow! Yes. Oh, so. So, Casey, when you said we were the Jerry Springer of RC, I'm not sure you were Dude, wrong I'm at all. You. I'm pretty sure you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
I'm telling you, I have laughed so hard today. It's been a funny, funny day, man. It has. Yeah, no, for sure. Today was was a good a good one. I've got some good ideas. Thanks, guys. I, I appreciate it. So we've covered. You feel like the kid from Twenty One Jump Street for the next two days. Jeez. I Joe, just keep he, drawing he, pictures of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like one in one hundred kids do it. Is the thing. Oh gosh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Man. Serious though, do you have a website? Uh, no, I, I have a Facebook page, but I haven't really done too much business stuff. If you want anything, if you have something special, you can holler at me on my Facebook page and just find me on the scrap pile. <laughs> and if you want to order a pilot figure, we're going to do all of that through the scrap pile. Through the Facebook page? Yeah, through the through the scrap pile. Facebook so who do they need a message? Message you? Message any us? Any scrap pile guys or message me. Yeah. Any, okay. any one of us can, or any one of you guys can just holler at me or they can holler at me. I might not know, me. but I will find out. Yeah. Holler at me. Yeah, we can we can get it done. And we'll work on a website soon, and I'm working on a logo as well. But, but Well, I mean, most of your stuff is going through Tomas. And, yeah, it's going through a distributor. And, and yeah. that's I started working on a company in business, and then it kind of took off with a distributor. So a lot of the energy has been focused that way so right I, I haven't really sat down and done a logo and a and a website but I, that is to come for now though if you need anything if you have a specialty request if you want a pilot figure to support the scrap pile guys um you'll see pictures of them you can comment on the pictures and i'll message you or you can just holler at one of the scrap pile guys nice nice that's gonna be cool i think it'll be in fun. a weird way i really think there's gonna be lots of little clays flying around <laughs> Yeah. There's going to be even more little Greg Kanyas flying around. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. See, see Grumpy Frog <laughs> dropping Greg Kanyas specials. Y'all are fucked This totally up. went off the rails, man. <laughs> totally. How did we get on the scrap pile? <laughs> This is definitely not nuts and bolts. No, no. Well, I mean, kind of it is. Yeah, but. We, we yeah. talked a lot, of, a lot of technical stuff about printing tonight. It's more of nuts and shafts this time. That's going to be the best ordinance ever. Technically, we stayed on subject. We still talked about 3D printing. Yeah, uh, no, and all the innov- we, We've stayed pretty well on innovation. I see a common denominator here, and I would have to say it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It just it always goes this way. There's been a lot of good technical stuff, though, too, for sure. Oh, yeah. I definitely think. think you know what, though? To, to bring the, the Clint Tro moment, it's why I think this episode, I think that's why the scrap pile and nuts and bolts are what they are. Um, I never got that from other RC podcasts. Eh, he's just a little bit too dry, too serious. You know. There's nothing serious. <laughs> there's nothing well, serious I mean, about scrap pile. Serious on some stuff, but it's not real serious. No, and I think that's what makes it good. At the end of the day, so. I mean, that show Seinfeld was absolutely about nothing, and it was on for how many seasons? Yeah, it kind of scares me a little bit. I'm not right. Sure. All right. It was literally at no point, just zero point. Yeah. It was just a day in the life. Never watched a full episode. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't a huge fan, but 
A lot of people were. It was a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I remember it all my childhood. Yeah. So, you're not wrong. <laughs> I can't really ever hear that enough. Just one more time. Okay. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any other 3D printing questions that we got. I mean, we covered materials pretty good. We. Um, oh, I got one. I remember now. Oh, is this what you forgot when we yeah, were out yeah, on I our think break? It was CNC foam cutter. Oh yeah, we did. We, because remember we were talking about the uh, the two different towers and they operated independently, and there was a few things can that Jason cut, was like, talking a about. Beveled edge is that what you mean? It can cut like a, a slanted bevel. Uh, it depends on how you arrange the the foam blocks. In okay. It. So, I guess the easiest way to describe it is you have a an X and a Y. Uh, tower on each side, which is a vertical and horizontal movement right. on each side of this thing. The wire is connected on both sides. Well, to get it to cut a profile, you put up one profile. <laughs> you basically program it to cut one profile on the left side and one profile on the right, right. And they can cut independently, which is why you can make tapered shapes. Gotcha. So you can literally cut like this on either side because if you have a vertical and a horizontal, then this side can move up or down independently. Yeah. So you can angle so, the wire almost a down reverse. For for a wing, for instance, right? You'll do the root profile, which is obviously bigger on a tapered wing, right? And then you'll do a smaller uh, wing tip profile, right? I gotcha. And it'll cut both at the same time. If if you program it to cut the same points around that profile, then it'll cut a perfect wing. It. With that taper, I got you. Yeah, um, you can also add on mine. You can also add. Uh, you can change the angle of the tip or the root, so you can put wash out or wash in on the one. Oh, nice! Oh, nice! Also. And you can do the exact same thing to cut fuselage shapes out. You just making the profile. It doesn't care right. what the profile is, as as long as it has a complete profile to cut on both sides. Are you using a, just like a slicer to do it? Uh, the program I'm actually using is called uh, Giles Mueller Foam Cutter or G. GMFC. Gotcha. It's a pretty old program, and it was, uh, I believe it's a French. The guy's French that made it. And uh, I've look, been looking into other programs just because that one's kind of old. It's but just it controlling it in X and, X and Y axis. So Correct. I mean, it's pretty pretty basic. Yeah. You, could, you could probably program Cura to do it if you wanted to. You know what possibly. I mean? Possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, and I know there's a, a DevCAD and DevFuse is a, uh, is a company that makes it. They're... DevCAD makes a bunch of different programs gotcha, yeah. for cutting foam. Yeah. But they have one specifically for fuselage and one for specifically for wings. You know, that's another thing. When they talk when we talk about 3D printing and all the stuff that we do in the hobby, there's all the slicers. There's Prusa, there's yeah. Cura, there's Simplify. I have found that between all three slicers, all of them have advantage and disadvantage. Agreed. Simplify 3D has its advantages for certain things and, and speed and things like that. And, and then Prusa has its advantages. And I think Cura has the, the tree supports are the biggest advantage of Cura, the way that their tree supports function and yeah. some of the ways that you can do certain things with them. And But I think all of them have a, an advantage and disadvantage. And just like that, you have different slicers or different programs you can run yeah. that, and kind of choose from. So. Um, I guess depending on what you're doing, you're going to figure out what works best for it. Absolutely. It, I, I usually run it without the foam. Every, every time I try something new, I run it without the foam just so I can see what it's doing and make yeah. sure it operates right. But um, Casey, I spent like $500 on that thing. 
and I, I bought it from a, I didn't build it. I bought it from a guy who had built it, and he didn't want to take the trouble of moving it when he moved out of the state. Right. And I've modified it since I've had it, done a few different things on it, changed it, and just made it better and more user-friendly. But right. it works great. Uh, all, the, of, go ahead. all the pieces of the B-52 have been cut out on it. That's yeah. awesome. So what kind of foam, any kind of foam? I mean, uh, it will cut just about anything. Uh, you have to experiment with the wire temperature and speed. And the speed, yeah. Yeah, to get to cut right. Right, right. now I'm using one-pound ex- expanded polystyrene. How mm-hmm. fast does it move? Uh, man, I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I know I, I've cut one-pound EPS, two-pound EPS, and the blue core foam. I've right. cut all of those on it. And if you tinker with it and get your speed and your heat right, it, it'll cut any of them fine. Right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So it's, I have some ideas. I think we talked about a little bit of it. Bring it. Yeah. Most of the time it's just sitting there, so put it to use. <clears throat> My idea is the shitty cooler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, I should have brought that tonight. Uh, yeah. Now you say something. Dang it, man. Yeah. I've got, I've literally got a notepad. I mean, we were talking about dropping things earlier, and I mean, I, it crossed my mind then. You know, it's totally funny. Forgot. James Thomas just messaged me, and he's asking about a little airplane, putting the bomb drops on those, just because how much fun we had today, yeah. you know, yeah. just that makes you want to. He's like, I think I'm going to have to have one. Just of those. seeing it and, and yeah. watching them fall, and it just kind of entices you, you know? I agree. That was the first thought I had. I was like, huh, what can I put that on? It's a whole, whole other part of the hobby, man. Yeah. Drop the stuff for the fun of it. Right. I've got that Alpha 40 trainer just kind of going off of what Corey's using as a test bed. It's kind of what I was maybe thinking about, but we'll see. Just planes I got on hand. Anything, man. Get an old glider. Sticking an old glider or something. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, just anything, whatever. And there's two different types of mechanisms, so you can get the slim line like the small square box or you can get a profile that's you know longer vertically but thinner you know horizontally so just two different types makes it easy and they're super stout man you drop i mean honestly they they're capable of holding more weight than any rc airplane is going to carry you know Uh, yeah 35 pounds for the micro the small release so right that's the small one not the big one so yeah but yeah and the the clips and everything are simple as all get out just snap right in man almost anything you want to put them on Something that I think would be really cool with a bomber is all the bombs I've ever seen with bomb bays, they just dump something inside of it, and when the door's open, it comes flying out. If you actually had a functional door and then a release mechanism inside of that, so you could actually open the doors, then release, and then close the doors back and do all that. I I think. And then drop another load. Yeah. I've done it. I figured you, I figured you had, but just general in general terms, like a you know, version. yeah, or, or just like I said, more times than not, that's what they, you know, you just flip the airplane over and the door holds everything in it, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not saying it hasn't been done before, but <laughs> no, I'm sure that yeah, I'm sure that there is, and you can make a sequencer pretty easy, and I think it would actually, if, if you had that much room inside of a bomb bay. You could design something that would work really well for it, you know, for sure. But, like, these releases, you know, of course, just to stick on the bottom of an airplane or in the pay- pylon or something. People like always that. ask me. Guy. I think that would be cool. So canister you missed out on one of those. No, I've seen them. Yeah, no, we've tried to fly one at uh, Greg Skinner's. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> Why didn't it work? Chute didn't open. Why? That's 
bad. Mm-hmm. Get somebody else to pack it. Yeah, we tried it. Uh, Jim Bennett had one, and he had a mechanism set up on a third-scale cub. And he was like, here, fly this. So I had the parachute guy. Right. And uh, he released it, and the chute never opened. There's one out in the woods somewhere near Greg Skinner's place. Oh, like, wow. I don't think we ever retrieved it, to be honest with you. Oh, I have to ask Jim, but like I servos and stuff in it. So uh-huh. you fly like a paramotor or something like that. Yeah, yep. it pulls on oh, yeah. string on yeah, each I want, side. I want yep. that. Yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure there's one in the woods to the. If you're st- man, dude, you know me. If I find it out there deer hunting this year, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it. But no, uh, I'm sitting on the couch and get hungry. I have to convince myself I'm not that hungry because I don't want to get up and go get anything. <laughs> I ain't digging in the woods for no pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, it's no good at this point, but yeah. but yeah, um, we didn't have any luck with it. The chute never opened. Um, it it came out, but it didn't open. It just kind of, you know how like in movies you see like the chute just kind of balls up and just yeah. it, that's what it did. Well, we're gonna have to figure out some way to not do that. Yeah, Aaron Grenade, I think it was, had a paramotor definitely down at Skinner's that worked really well, actually. Yeah. Um, I want to think with it though. One of the challenges was getting the chute to. To get and yeah, to inflate and, yeah. and do everything, and then uh, I think the other limitation was it had to be really calm, yeah, right. like just very low amounts of wind he would told affect me it. Was actually it. pretty hard to fly. It looks easy, but he said it was actually pretty challenging. Yeah, <laughs> I think Casey that a bunch of parachute men and a canister bomb so that when it's you know released right. at high altitude and it just flies open and dumps out like all the little tiny yeah, well, ones. yeah, like little army guys, yeah, just a whole shit ton of them, just be awesome. massive paratroopers <laughs> out of a canister bomb. Like that'd nice, be, I think that'd be cool. Just something funny, you know. Yeah, but yeah, something a parachute man, an RC parachute man. Freaking, I think Tomas just got two of them, but they're the actual same thing, like a remote control mm-hmm. parachute man. Yeah. yeah, I want to be able to control it. Dump it out of the bomb bay and fly it. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. <clears throat> I'd be pretty neat, yeah. I think the X-15 is going to be cool. Drop that and... That's going to be fun. Dude. Yeah, I'd be able to fly that thing down to the ground. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <clears throat> I need to get... We should... That's something I... I, I talked about ordering an X-15 from uh, Dinosaur Rocketry. And uh, so that's something we could start working on actually now. Use the trainer as a test bed and all that. I'm that's down. So... Yeah. I'm down. You know what I mean? Get so that kind down. of squared away while Jason's still working on the B-52. That's a good point. So. I'm down. Let's do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, I need to I need to get one of those things ordered and start working on it. Hopefully my uh, electron retracts will be here. So what kind of release weeks. are you What kind of release are you going to do in it? Do you know yet? For the X-15? I'm actually going to use the uh, pylon release. That you the, made. the tall, skinny one? Yeah. Sweet. So if I go buy a rocket and just put the mechanism, the clip on it, then. It'll clip in there. So as long, so you're gonna you're gonna give me uh, some free rides up, right? <laughs> you gonna give me some free it's, drops? It's a launch vehicle. Hey? Yep. Yeah, <laughs> I'll find you at events and just hand you my airplane and be like, here, we we take me up, please. Absolutely, man. Yeah. So that'll be the beauty of it is if we use the same release mechanisms, we'll yeah. be able to yeah, go from one plane one, to the I other. Can do one and yep. anybody that has one, right? You know. <laughs> so you guys know how Fifi takes people for rides at, at events. Well, Mister Mister uh, uh, Jason here is going to be like Fifi. You just you know give him a couple bucks, he'll take you up, let you go. Right. There you go. The rocket glider launch vehicle. Yeah, the rocket glider launch. Vehicle. Oh man, that'll be cool. As long as there's no premature eruptions. That would be all bad. 
That could be all bad. That would be real Get bad. Get the igniter. We're, we're not talking about up. the Greg Kenya specials. We're no, talking. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, honestly, the plane's big enough. I, I think even if we had a had one go off in the cradle, I think it'd be controllable. Biggest thing I'd be worried about is scorch marks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the burns yeah. and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. damage it for sure. Just look at it like a like a like a motor jam wide open. Just put that one on the bottom. You know, bank toward that side. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, where are we at, Casey? We got to be pretty far into this deal. Yeah. Yeah. About normal. Two hours, ten minutes. So, let's hit a few of our sponsors. And a few other honorable mentions. Man, go ahead. Well, I think we we we've we've, Tom, we've talked about Thomas or right. Tomas. We've oh, talked. Yeah, we legend, mentioned. Legend hobby, absolutely. Yeah, we need to plug him pretty good because um, you know Corey and and Tomas have working hand in hand with a lot of this, and and he's going to be the exclusive distributor for a lot of these items. So if you, that's what if you're looking for one of these items. Go to legendhobby.com, I guess is the website, isn't it? Yeah, legendhobby.com. And uh, th- those guys, man, they do, they go above and beyond. They send all kinds of cool swag with every Absolutely. order. They, they do a lot to try to take care of the customers, and they do a lot of other stuff. They carry Seagull models, so mm-hmm. anything pretty much Seagull that you would want, Warbirds, civilian aircraft, um, all that stuff. They do retracts, pilot models, cockpit kits, um, pretty much Pretty much anything they scale. They got some pretty cool stuff. Go check yeah, them out. Anything sure. scale you can think of so for sure. So uh, they've done a ton to help me. Just just like Casey encouraged me, they they encouraged me, and then they supported me by uh, placing orders and and helping me along this path. So mm-hmm. uh, these release mechanisms, guys, they're like thirty bucks, and they are a ton of fun. They are to go out like we did this afternoon, just with a trainer. I mean, just a sixty size trainer. Yep. And and just dumping stuff was just a freaking blast. So mm-hmm. um, go get you one, man. Really durable, really stout. And, uh, right. I agree. Yeah, I just want, want to say thanks for Legend Hobbies and all their support, guys. So what's your, what are you calling your CM Designs? CM Designs. Is my yeah, company. CM Designs. CM Designs. There'll be a website up soon. Uh, but, yeah, CM Designs and okay. uh, anything you need, you can holler at my personal Facebook page for now until I get that up and running. So Yep. Find him on uh the scrap pile, tag him, and it'd be good stuff. Corey Mathurin on the scrap pile. Yep. Um, Jason Donhockle. Yep. Um, he actually posted, or, or I guess Brian shared Don Hockle's video. Right. <laughs> Looks like they're having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool new uh, little pump they got going on now. I, I couldn't really hear much of the audio about it, so. It's not entirely new. I've seen that actually a way long time ago. No, thanks for your correction. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that every. my personal fact checker. I don't know if everybody's fact checker. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's like one of those things of like not. I'm sure not that many people have seen it, but I've seen it a long time ago. I just think he's had a few at this point. <laughs> it was like, like he was like, wearing a pirate hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And talking about stuff that you can only get in Texas. Yeah. I think that was the gist of the show. Right. The best comment, Brian Hendricks is like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty good. It's called having a good time, Brian. <laughs> well, Brian knows how to have a good time. Well, well, I'm thinking that they're having a good time. No. It's a good time to watch it. But, it was, but a good time is being had. Uh, yep. I think Kyle Rickaway is envious. If the was better, I'd have been a little happier. I don't know if Kyle Rickaway is envious or what. He sure does. Him and Greg Kenya, they sure like to talk a lot. That's for sure. Yeah. 
So I don't really know how to take that. I mean, I don't know. There was a whole episode that I wasn't able to attend on. Kyle Rickaway gave me a... We tried to get you there for that. uh, We knew how that was going to go. I know, but you also know what was going on. Oh, yeah. That was was one of those weeks. You're like, "Uh, yeah, I can't make it. Yeah. As Clinton says, life got in the way. Yeah. Uh, It's been quite uh, Jerry Springer-ish in my life, (laughs) right, lately, unfortunately. So... If you know, you know, and it's not great. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, Jason Donhockel with Fortitude RC. Yep. Kurt Sider with Holy Smokes. Yep. Kurt's uh, good people. Bjorn Ball at RMJ Machine Works. Uh, Buddy RC is going through some changes. I don't know if we're a part of those or not, but uh, you can always go check them out. Yeah, I saw the post where TJ is yep. moving on, doing something else. Yep. I'm not sure what. So he, he was kind of my guy there, so I don't know. What happens? It may continue. It may not. I don't know. Yeah, we'll Check see. The show notes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll keep pumping them till they tell us not to. I guess. Absolutely. And uh, man, I had my mind set on somebody else. Holy Eric Kendall. Yep. We we always it's either forget about Eric Kendall or put him to the last. But no, Eric Kendall. He's class, been man. he's been there since the beginning though. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I Eric. just got some of his injectors in recently, and I'm about to install them on the Skywing. So. Nice, nice. Yeah. You can also get those at Legend Hobby. Yep. Really? Yep. Yeah. As well as hmm. Holy Smokes. Holy, Holy Smokes. Yep. Really? I did not know that. Smoke on the FET lately. You need to. Out of, for the fun of it. That that needs to happen. <laughs> that plane sounds so good. Yeah, it's smoke. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know Sterling ordered. Uh, so he bought the MXS from Kerry, and smoke pumps on the way for it. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what. I'm getting ready to get a new plane, and it's got a smoke system in it, and I've got to put a different smoke system in it, so I might have a smoke system for you. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Somebody just <laughs> gave me, oh, Mike Sterling gave me one for the Skywing. He just gave me, handed me off a Skyrider, just a mm-hmm. basic Skyrider. I think I have a generic old school, like, I, have, I, might, I might actually have another Skyrider, so if you don't have one, I'll probably have another one. Well, I know uh, Mike ordered a... Holy Smokes through JR. Mm-hmm. JR is one of the distributors for them. Oh. So that's who he ordered it through. And then I think he's got to get to the injectors. I think he's going to get those direct from Eric. I also so. want to give a shout out to Jotaro RC and everybody come down to the Superfly. I'm going. Casey Davis is going to go. Yeah, well, uh, hey, Clay, I'll know a week before. But Clay, everything is planned to be there. Clay no, Ricks fuck is, that. He's I'm going. going yet. Clay Ricks is going. I say we drag him. So, yeah, we're, we're all, all right, gonna going to be down there. There's Are you a in? group of us. I was asking you about riding together. Yeah, I'm in. Did you? Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> we need to talk. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk. Did, to I really? When was that? It's like two weeks ago. Was I drunk? Possibly. We can take two cars. It'll be all right. Where are you staying? <laughs> uh, I don't know yet. It's... Yeah, we need to talk when you get out of here. Um, oh, so, yeah. yeah. Come to Superfly, man. That's going to be – Don Honkel's going to be there. It's it's That's that's my family, my group of people. I'm, my, my brother's so, the vice president of the club. My dad's the, the treasurer. And I was going to say, we're going to have Michael and Tommy, yep. Corey, yep. Kyle Rickaway, yep. Don Hockel, Don Kurt Sider's going to be there. <laughs> Dang, it made it to this show. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and uh, I guess we probably ought to start – we could mention it. Kurt – uh, he enjoyed that cornhole tournament pretty big, so we actually got that coming along too. Yep. So we're gonna have a probably do some cornhole down there for sure. And then I know we got a 
un, I don't even know what it is. Planned field trip. I don't know. That's something Don Hockle said. Right. So I don't really know what that entails. It might be a strip club. I don't know. Well, here's the bad thing. I mean, with Don Hockle, you what, really don't know. No, you really don't know. I mean, I've been to museums, and I've been to Platinum Nights with Don Hockle, so I really don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> As long as it's not, I hope his naked work. puzzle basement. I'm in. Yeah, uh, that's where Greg Kenya would say. Yeah, Greg Kenya is permanently banned from planning field trips. Yeah. Uh, that cowboy just kissed that cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> so now I don't know what this field trip entails, but I'm sure it'll be a good time. That's all I know. Is I'm sure it'll be a good time. I'm scared and excited at the same time. <laughs> bring bail money. Yeah. Bring bail money. Oh, jeez. Man, it's funny you bring that up. My wife said something about that to me the other day. She was like, you know if you go to jail, don't call me, right? I'm like, okay. no, they won't. Not if you don't tell them to. Like, okay. Little shit. Oh, <laughs> man. Don't use your one call on me. I'll leave your ass there. Perfect. And they're not going to be calling you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, man. She said it with this crazy, vindictive smile on her face. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Something not good. Well, d- divorce? I'm, I'm, divorced? You say? No, no, no. Yeah, Whoa. I'm not a mind reader. You know? Golly, yeah. I know we're missing at least somebody else. I'm sure, we are. We mentioned RMJ. We didn't mention Reddish. Yeah, Jason Reddish. Yeah, Reddish RC. CMC. We used to have a list. Yeah, it I imagine it got destroyed it when got the studio. Yeah, yeah. I'll just I'll 3D print you a plaque, and we can Velcro it to the middle of the table, and it'll have coasters on all corners so y'all can sit your drinks there too. Nice. Have you been around Clint? I'll make his extra tall <laughs> for a sippy cup. Yeah. Ooh. So it doesn't tip over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it doesn't. Tip. He needs one that holds like 15 bottles. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few times this table's been full. Yeah. Dude, where you couldn't set another bottle down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have had some nights. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Man, I know we're that, missing somebody. Who is? The Jotaro Field. Man, I grew up 30 minutes away from there. I've never been there. Really? Yeah. That's home for me, man. I was born and raised in Houston. And you know where Porter is? Yeah. Porter, Texas? That's where my mom and dad live. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sweet. We'll have to, yeah, we'll, we'll talk when we get out of here, man. We'll have some fun. If you're going to Superfly, it's going to be a freaking blast, uh, man. Superfly, for me, is cannot miss. I The the recipe, the let's say this, the components are there to be a hell of a time. Think about a Greg Kenyon special coming off of the Mamba. I mean, think about the name of it. <laughs> the Greg Kenyon special coming off, off of, of a, Mamba. Off of a black Mamba. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew it. Dude, think about that. And it's super fly. Dude, the reaction would be amazing. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. Imagine that. The Mamba drop in the Greg Kenya special. Oh, gosh. So I know I'm the sorry. one we forgot. Segway. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Jason Duran. Oh, yeah. And A-Power Batteries. A-Power. And apparently A-Power Batteries has a new Instagram. So go check them out there. They're nice. Give away when they get to a thousand followers. So. Oh, speaking of the thousand follower, I, you, I worked on this. You I, did work on this. Awesome. All right. You know what I come up with? What'd you come up with? 
There's no way to export a group list from Facebook. Oh, I no. even contact their support and everything. It's not there. So you got to like manually enter those? Yeah. So what you can do, and I found out that Brian Christensen is our number one contributor. Yep. Will Holderness is number two. Yep. But you can go and export an entire list of the top contributors, and I think it's like the first 200 or something like that. Right. So I was able to do that. But beyond that, I wasn't able to come up with a way to export the entire list. And I think we're at 1,040, probably 1,039, something like that right now. Yeah. Um, anyway. I might have lost one today. Yeah. So with that being bucket. said, um, yeah, it's going to suck going through the list and write, typing out everybody's name to then put into a random name generator or something like that. So I'm trying to figure out how we can do this. In the typical scrap pile fashion, which is as easy as you can possibly make it. Copy and paste. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know, we're not particularly good about uh, doing it the hard way. If it doesn't, you got to do it the easy way or it doesn't happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, my easy way was, hey, Clay, how do we do this? So I did look into it, and I guess at one time you could export that information. You currently cannot. It's a Facebook limitation. So... That's why we still haven't done the Red Wing RC thing. I'd really like to get Jeff on here, too, for that. Yeah. So we need to set that up, whether that's here or on the other show or whatever. Yeah. I think a random a random name generator would be great for that so that it would be totally random. I mean, I know the other thought was, like, open up the group and just, like, scroll blindly. <laughs> oh, and that's it. But I don't know. I think that has the most let me random see, chance as well. Let me see. Can I... Can I see the list of names as... Yeah, you can see, yeah. I think let, so. Let me see if I can't get it imported into a random name generator. And I'll, Sweet. I'll, I'll holler at you. That would be awesome. Yeah. I'm always, like, intrigued by computers now. I think I can do that. Yeah. I think I can. Well, with that being said, we I'd like to get that done because we reached 1,000, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago. There's people there's, there's Yeah, well, it's been a few weeks ago well, thanks to, like, Danny right. Powell, I think, was the main dude oh, that yeah. invited, like... I think every person in the world that he is Maybe. friends with. Holy geez, it was a lot. Yeah, and there was a, quite a few of them that had like 15 syllable names and stuff. Like, like I don't have a clue who this is. But anyway. <laughs> until they hear about the Greg Kenya special. <laughs> oh, geez. These people are going to be like, I, what the fuck did he add me to? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, dude, sometimes you go to scrolling through there and it's a whole lot of pictures i wasn't gonna, i was trying to think of a pc way of saying that <laughs> let's say people that father henderson does not approve of <laughs> so i did i added my dad to that group like a couple of weeks ago he gets a real big kick out of it he, so, he enjoys it so i was trying to explain so i went on to visit my family a few weeks ago and i was trying to explain to my sister this greg kenya I was trying to explain that whole situation. And I was like, listen, I'll just add you to the group. And I was like, you'll see it, and, and you'll get a kick out of it. So, yeah. It's pretty funny, dude. Yeah, Greg's, exactly. I, I'm kind of missing Greg doing videos and stuff, man. I don't know what's going on with that dude lately. I got promoted. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, you know how you become a six-year tech sergeant, right? <laughs> Knee pads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just for you, Special K. 
That's why. That's why it's the Greg Kenya special, right? <laughs> exactly. Do we need to call his sergeant and see what uh, what the model needs? You know, to play? that's what we ought to do. <laughs> we ought to call that fucking guy. We can. What are we gonna? We gotta fuck with him though. That guy. I mean, just all right. Listeners can't see this, but there's a helmet that come out of the dumpster with Red Wing RC on the side of it. And I see that and immediately think of Greg Kenya. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good night. That was a good night. It was a lot of alcohol, I'm assuming. Man, not as much as you would think, but more than most. With that crew, it doesn't take that much alcohol to get routed. It really doesn't. It can go there pretty quick. Like, it's it's their natural. So, you don't right, need so, alcohol for that show. So listen to this. Casey and I have dubbed Clint, Clint Banner. Okay, because of Bruce Banner. Yeah. He's completely oblivious. He's like, what the fuck is that? Who's, who's Bruce? That? Yeah. What's that? We're like, Bruce Banner, the Hulk. Okay, who's that? The Hulk, the Green Hulk, you know, like he gets oh, mad. the green guy. Yeah. yeah. So we're having to explain to him. And so then that's when we come up. The, well, in addition to that, Casey and I's conversation, we talked about Clint having 90% expotential. Yeah. You know, so we described this to you out on the break, but how it's like, Clint's like flat. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's hammered. <laughs> it's not like there is no gradual like he's getting there. It's like no, no. He's fine till he's hammered it's, drunk. <laughs> have you ever seen Varsity Blues? Yeah. Okay. So it's it's Clint's good. Clint's good. Clint's good. Clint's about to call some dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he he goes full send and like. Right about 90%, like somewhere there towards the end of the travel, it's just, it's full sin. Yeah. Just toast. It turns into, you're fucked up. <laughs> Every other sentence. <laughs> it's funny yeah. stuff. Yep. So we call him Greg. I think so. Are we going to tell Greg about the, spe- the. I know. I think we need to see if he listens to the podcast. And see if he picks up on it. And if he doesn't pick up on it, then when we start posting pictures of it. At this point, if you don't pick up on it, you're not, you're just dumb. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Um, There's going to be pictures on Scrap Pile in 48 hours. Just wait. Naive. The word's naive. Naive. Thank you. See, we could, Jason's basically our conductor. He keeps us on the rails. We need that. We do need that. We need that. Uh, I don't think I'm enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the power, Captain. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, well, Greg Canyon was not available, apparently. <sighs> Smart. He's earning that promotion. He's earning that promotion. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, we didn't have any uh, voicemails. We already thanked our sponsors. I mean, I... We can do the scrap pile voicemail since I left it out of the last show. That's up to you. I don't care. It's probably going to be about Clint, though. More than likely. That's usually how that works. Ribbit. Well, when you make yourself into a comedic character, it tends to happen. Grumpy frog. Grumpy cat frog ass. (laughs) (laughs) Hobo Casey. That's the next one. Casey oh, Casey has great. skated by for in the neighborhood of 15 months now. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? 
You know exactly what I'm talking about. You don't give anybody a real hard time. I'm a pretty likable dude. I mean, you don't say fuck that guy too much. Right. You don't say you're fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Who are we calling? Under the radar. We're not calling anybody, so this is a voice message. Oh, okay. I think. So, I listened to Kyle giving Clay shit. I happen to remember back in the day when if... Mike Maryberry would have stopped too fast, Kyle Rickaway's head would have went up his ass. <laughs> so, him giving Clay shit is one thing. And then, of course, he talked about him polishing uh, Blaine Austin's plane all the time. You know, man, back then, I, if I remember right, there was a running bet about Kyle. We just really didn't know, you know, which way he swung. So... You know, there's that. You know, Clint was looking for some stories on him. Uh, so, figured you guys would like to know that little bit of information. Uh, so, you know, kind of got to watch Kyle. You know, sometimes when he's looking at your ass, you just never know. <laughs> See you guys later. Bye. Oh. Well, that was nice. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jerry Clark. <laughs> I'm real sorry I didn't play that last night. Damn it, man. That's good. <laughs> That that warrants two episodes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that will make next week's as well. Yeah. Uh, nice. He said he had Actually, no, Kyle had no breaks. You know what I just thought <laughs> yeah. about? Is you know who will be here about one week from now? Who? Brian Bachman. And yeah. he said, y'all need some dirt? You should have asked. Yeah. That's true. He did say that. Yeah. So... That could get epic. We haven't talked about what we're doing next week. Nope. No, I mean, like, we ought to talk off air. But I mean, as far as the show goes. Oh, am I bringing all this stuff there? Well, I mean, I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I'm just asking. Right. Typically, that's a Friday thing. Yeah. I thought it was a birthday party. You're going to work on your birthday? Week off. kind of where I'm at. Week off? Hey, we're ahead in episode, so we can take a week off. All right. I'm just saying we haven't addressed that. Right. We're just going to make noise I'm, I'm, and raise hell. I'm really thinking that... Raise Billy Hale. Isn't <laughs> yeah. that what he said? I'm thinking the kind of party that we're trying to have that microphones probably should not be present. <laughs> boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Hell, yeah. It's one for the record books. Damn, thanks a lot, Jared. That was good stuff. That was. Holy crap, dude. Full unload. Mm-hmm. And he sounded like there's more. So did he have a rebuttal to your threat to take a shit in his camper? I feel like he did. I don't remember. I think he had a rebuttal to that. But like those hobos on the... Uh, I'm going to sneak in his trailer and take a shit in you ever seen the? You ever seen the other guys? Don't flush it. Oh, you missed it. Yeah. Dirty Mike and the boys. Dirty Mike and the boys. We will shit. Yeah, so we will fucking this Prius again. It's like, we will shit in your camper, Rick Wade. (laughs) (laughs) Signed, Dirty Mike and the boys. Soup kitchen. I knew it as soon as you said that. What's wrong with me? Yeah. All right, that's it. That's it. All right. Catch you in the Prius.